genre. the history and legends of a galaxy far, far away. I'm Gary Roby. And I'm Tim Garcia. And this week we have a very special guest with us, Kevin Wright, joining us for our our holiday special about the (laughs) Star Wars holiday special. How's it going, guys? Welcome. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for coming on. (laughs) Thank you so much. Glad to be here. I am so excited to talk about I mean, I, here it is. We're talking about the holiday special. We mentioned it last time. <laughs> We're happening. here this time. It's finally <laughs> happening. I, Tim, this was your idea. Yes, it was. Uh, first of all, happy life day, everyone. We are happy life happy day. Life day. purposefully uh, having this come out right uh, right about where a day after life, diet, life day is when this. Uh, Actually, no, this comes out, Tim, this comes out on oh. Thanksgiving. You're right. It's a week after life. A week happy after Thanksgiving. Life. Happy Thanksgiving, to our but really North American friends. But really, happy life day. That's what we're here for. Thanks. Thanksgiving kind of uh to our United States uh, friends. Off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, exactly. All about life day. Yeah. It's like life day two, you know. Life day two. It's it's one of those things where they made Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving they had it they had to adapt the uh native life day rituals. Yeah. <laughs> To exactly. get it to stick, like, oh, or you, you, you guys know Life Day, right? Yeah, it's basically that. And it's then, that. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, I love the holiday special. Um. It's terrible, <laughs> but I love it. It's so bad. It's very it's bad. So bad. Um, I had such a good time. I had such a good time watching it, oh, but yes. it's a. It's it's, we, it's we, bad. Yeah, we we. Had lots of fun watching this one, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. It uh so yeah, you guys had never seen it. Nope. This is my first nope, time. First time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they I, I invited them both over to torture them slowly uh by watching <laughs> the two uh mm. two hour holiday special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh it you know, it was it's grueling in a certain way, but in another way it's just endlessly entertaining. It's... Yeah, it's delightful and nothing happens, really. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, you know, I think there is a good version of this uh, somewhere in the world. There's yeah. a good version and it just, it it never quite happened <laughs> for sure. reasons that I think we'll, we'll probably get to at some point in the podcast. But, but you see the seeds of a lot of, of good ideas here and... You expect that they blossom into these like beautiful flowers, and instead it's just like weeds. <laughs> and yep. Terrible, terrible variety show content. Well, I mean, it was the seventies. Yeah. It so was. the the premise was let's do a variety show mm-hmm. because okay. that was yeah. the that was you know that's what what was popular in the in right. the in the seventies on that's TV. How holiday specials happened. In yeah. The 70s. So it's like, well, we need to do these holiday specials. So we need all these different acts, and you can when you go into it knowing that, and not yeah. that it's like a narrative story, which it it, it is also <laughs> a narrative story. Um, yeah. you can kind of see like, okay, they're chopping it up. They got the different you know popular people. Here's musical act number three. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so from what some some I did a little bit of research after watching it and and from what i can tell it sounds like the original concept was more what does 
a variety show in the Star Wars universe look like. And yeah. it gradually devolved into, here's a variety show, now make it kind of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. Like, shoehorn in as much Star Wars stuff as you can. Let's like, just follow this family that doesn't speak English yeah. or any other discernible language and the not f- give them subtitles. The first ten minutes. Just, <laughs> it's just grunts. It's just, it's it's, just yes. Shrewook. Yeah, let's dive. Let's dive into it. And uh, since this is a holiday special, this episode may go a little long. So uh, hopefully, this will keep you guys company for the holidays, Um, (laughs) or all in one go. We don't, you know, it's your podcast Mm -hmm. uh, listening. It's Thanksgiving. If you need to get away from your family, you have us. You also could watch the holiday special, and they'll all leave you alone. (laughs) (laughs) Played on full blast. Yeah, Uh, especially some parts. I think you're adorable. I do too. Okay, just we'll get, want we'll that get there. booming through your house. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So let's jump. Let's jump into it. So the plot of uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special, uh, which came out in what 1978. Is that correct? That's the. I thought it was 79. Is it 78? 1978. Copyright 78. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Damn. So it's earlier than I thought. It's like. A, a year after Star yeah, Wars? Yeah, it's right on the heels of Star Wars. Yeah, so it's like the peak of uh, of your uh, Star Wars fandom. So, And mm-hmm. it's probably the yeah. first thing outside of the theater that you could see that was Star Wars, right? Yeah. Right? Like on TV, exactly. it should be huge. Yeah, and I think we talked about that too. Like, it, like just imagining being a little kid and learning that you get to watch Star Wars on your TV you at get, home. And you get to see Luke Skywalker. Like, yeah. you could yeah. just see him do something else, you know, and R2-D2's yeah. there, and like, yeah, you would be, I don't you'd care, you'd just be stoked, you wouldn't care what it was, you'd just be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely, this yeah, rocks. I'm into this, yeah. Um. So yeah, so uh, you have, uh, basically, uh, the premise is, there is a Wookiee holiday called Life Day, and it's very important that Chewbacca gets home to see his family. Yep. Uh, his family he reminds Han of this. <laughs> uh, his family, which we get in, uh, introduced right at the beginning by a great voiceover for like from our MC uh, of the day, uh, is his uh, his father Itchy. Uh, Itchy, <laughs> I have uh, has a very extensive Wikipedia. Wow. Oh God. Uh, is it as long as his bottom lip? It is. That it's, thing is truly terrifying. He can pick I his nose can't. with his bottom lip. <laughs> I, can. Can, I cannot. Every time he's on screen, I am fixated by that thing. It just does the yeah. weirdest things. <laughs> so Itchy, which is short for Achitita. Achitica? Oh. Uh, which Way means... Um, I, I know, I, I'm not fluent. My <laughs> Sherwook, fluent. my Sherwook is, uh, elementary at best. Yeah, I took, yeah, I took one in middle, one class in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it means first heroic companion in Sherwook. Oh. Um, first heroic companion. He is a male chieftain. What? So he chieftain. is, he has political power. Okay. Amazing. Um, yeah, there's, I won't go into the whole thing, but there's some mm-hmm. awesome, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you guys a picture and we'll have to use it in the episode 
the oh, screen yes, as well. Oh, yes, okay, please. But this is a uh, picture of a young Itchy. Whoa, oh. look at him! Look at he his is. little headdress Whoa, thing! He looks just, he's like, he's Tarful. He's like, basically Tarful. Yeah. He's He's kind of badass. He's got like a yeah. spiky helmet. Um, That's cool. Yeah. I that really wonder she, why... Chitak. You know, that really makes me wonder why, like, Revenge of the Sith Tarful isn't just, you know, what is Atichitak. I don't know how to say Atichitak. Cuck. He's not, he's not, I don't understand why they didn't just make that his name and then later, oh, it's Itchy, you know. Go to the Wikipedia page in the quote they use for his early life is, I've known pain. I am a Wookiee. That is so Aww. miserable. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> and and we know that he's that by by the time he's entered his you know his advanced age he's yeah. he 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 searches for pleasure chiefly. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> which we'll chiefly. get to. So later. he is three hundred and fifty one years old by the time of the holiday special. Yeah. Goodness. So he's wow. he's been you around. Know, you know how Han says that Chewie looks like, great for his age? Chewie <laughs> does look great for his age because his dad is only 150 years older and he is a yep. old man. Yeah. He's a skeleton. He does not look great for his age. No. He does um, not look great for his age. It must be oh, a Yoda yes. thing where they age really quickly for one section of their lives. Maybe. Um, mm. But yeah, so, um, yeah, there's a, if you'd like to go in there, he's got a very extensive, uh, uh background Wikipedia. and he was he was played by Paul Gale okay, uh is yeah. the actor there um and uh yeah it's uh yeah he is one of the wookies and uh there's also a picture of his mask that looks horrifying uh without wow. a person in it um oh, anyway <laughs> uh so that's his father Itchy um also on waiting for uh Chewbacca is his wife, Mala. Mala? Mala's the only one with a normal name. It's Chewy, Itchy, and Lumpy. Lumpy. <laughs> and We're, Mala. Yeah, and Mala, Mala is, uh, her, she is short for Malatobuk, uh, which means beautiful singer in Shirawuk, which we don't oh, get to goodness. hear her sing. We don't. Which is a true shame. <laughs> um... She has a sweet face. Yeah. She has, she's she's kinda like, very she's nice. She's got the nicest smile of any yeah. movie, I think. It's funny you say that, because <laughs> uh, Mala's mask was made by uh, literally just altering a Chewbacca mask. Oh, makes sense. So she, it literally is just, she. he married someone that looks just like him. <laughs> looks like him. He used one of those doppelganger dating sites. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> um, Bad. She apparently has a brother uh, named Vargi. Oh. Who apparently would be Chewbacca's brother in law. So Chewbacca also has a, a bigger extended a family than uh, we thought. Chewbacca also has, a, according to this Wikipedia article about his dad, Chewbacca also has a sister that shows up in a handful of uh, Legends awesome. content. I know that my I know that Colabo. Uh, we won't link this uh because it's not safe for work, but there is <laughs> on Mala's Wikipedia page a picture of her with no clothes on. Wow. She is oh, completely okay. Yeah. I mean, they're always 
very rarely wear clothes. I she mean, literally she wears an apron this entire special. <laughs> Extended <laughs> okay. family. I have to. I have to. I will go all the way into into his sister's. We're gonna have like a- family. But Lobaka. he's got a nephew named Lobaka. Lobaka. Yeah. From Lobaka. The, from, that's from the Jason and Gina yeah. books. Yeah. Like, he's oh, one of the young Jedi with them. Amazing. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's so, so it, He's a great character, too. We really need, like, uh, talk about young a Jedi Lord Knights of the Rings. Yeah, that'd be fun. We need a Lord of the Rings style appendices for this episode that's just <laughs> Chewbacca's <laughs> family. And it's just Chewbacca's this family huge, intense family tree. I wonder tree. if this... You're going to look up a Chewbacca family tree. Hell yeah, I'm going to look up a Chewbacca family tree right now. Are you kidding me? If I can make, if I can include this on the episode, I will. Well, Ray is his adoptive niece. Okay. I looked up Chewbacca what? family tree and this is all Star Skywalker family. Well, Ray has two dads, basically. Yeah. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I will make Chewbacca family tree if I have to. Yeah, um, I think we need that. We should co- we should continue. Anyway, so yeah, so that's Mala. Um, and then, as you guys mentioned, uh, his son, Lumpy. <laughs> Lumpy. Uh, Lumpy, or Lumpo Raru, also Lumpo known Raru as... Lumpo Raru is a good name, actually. I wouldn't call Lumpo him Raru. Lumpy. Well, he's also known as Waru. <laughs> Waru, that's so much better than so Lumpy. Much... He <laughs> was... <laughs> He was war- he is one year old or two years old at this point. What? Apparently, that's what it says. He's two years old in this uh, special. What the? He's huge. <laughs> he was. He's enormous. That came out of Mala two years ago. Oh my goodness! He's, and he's enormous got- and and like behaves like an older child. I would if you had said he was like eleven, I would have been like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He's balancing on that on that. Like precarious little fence yeah. there. <laughs> like he's two he's, years yeah, old. I, he's I feel like, like operating on the outside. Of you the know, room. other animals uh, besides humans yeah, come out way more event like like. So they they mature yeah. super quick, and then they still live for like four hundred. Yeah, years. they should really be uh, like taking over the galaxy at this point. Really, <laughs> um, they're equipped from the beginning. Maybe they like. Maybe they just actually. Well, I don't know. The the fact that they live so high up in like the Rosher trees makes me think that they they require some kind of like special environment to really thrive. Maybe. Yeah. Um I mean yeah. yeah. Lumpy uh was born Lumpo Rump. Is that's Lumpo what it just Rump. says. It doesn't Lumpo say Rump. why they changed his name to Lumpo Waru. Lumpo Waru. <laughs> well maybe it does, but I don't I don't care to Read the whole thing. It was um, a typo somewhere. It was, <laughs> it was his Ellis Island name. <laughs> uh, just reading, just reading his uh, like the one sentence just says uh, he was raised by his mother Malatobuk and his grandfather Atijicek, uh while Chewbacca served a life debt to trap to <laughs> and traveled the galaxy with the human smuggler Han Solo. <laughs> Lumpy is going to grow up with some trauma. I'm just, yeah. yeah. Poor Lumpy. Being like, my dad never home. Yeah. Do you think that maybe the family kind of sort of resents Han a little bit? Like, he comes around and they're like, oh, yeah, it's your friend from work. But they're like, it's the guy that won't. I wonder if Lumpy and Ben Solo would get along because of their absentee dads. (laughs) Oh, man. They're kind of cousins. They're kind of cousins. Yeah. That would be like. They must call him like Uncle Han. 
Oh, yeah, Uncle Han's I, coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that's, that's cute. It is cute, but it's also a little like I don't know. It seems problematic to me. Like, it does seem problematic. Let me tell you, <laughs> I I read I read Bloodlines, and I also read the um. There's a Star Wars book. I don't remember the name of right now. Last shot, last shot. I yeah, think is what it's that's, called. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Which is the one about the? It's about the Millennium Falcon, but mm-hmm. it's like in Han's possession, in Lando's possession, and then like post Return of the Jedi. And Han is a bad dad. He's a <laughs> terrible dad. And like, like Leia's so busy running the New Republic and the Rebellion that right. like. Mm-hmm. There's literally just like droid caretakers for Ben. Like I'm not surprised Ben fell to the dark side. Like <laughs> maybe that le- lends some credence to the uh to that fan theory about like BB8 stands for like Ben Ben 8 like Aww. he built B- BB8 himself. <laughs> like as a, I would as, hate as that a companion. So much. <laughs> I would hate that as much he- as Darth Vader building C3PO. He got picked up he got picked up by by um, by Poe Dameron, and then built BB Nine E, which is oh, the black BB Darth one. BB Eight, yeah. <laughs> I love BB Eight. Me too. But yeah. <laughs> Back to the special. The yes. uh, one of the first scenes we get is uh, the seventies furnished uh, home oh, on Kazook, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, Chewbacca's home planet. Uh, and we just, it's literally just 15 minutes of entirely in Sherwook. Uh, the first sound we hear is the, uh, the dulcet tones of Lumpy as (laughs) he plays with his, uh, uh, Oh, he plays with his uh, X-Wing. X-Wing model. That, uh, that Itchy made for him. And he really yeah. got Mala's singing voice. <laughs> yeah, and it's it sounds like like if a Tauntaun was being murdered slowly, <laughs> and it was just like literally a Wookiee pretending to be an X-wing. It's great. It's amazing. It's, it's terrible. It's yeah. As 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 an exercise in visual storytelling, like chiefly visual storytelling, it is. It's an abject failure. You know, I, I think <laughs> at the, I, this is this is the point where I I think I leaned over to him and I was like, uh, you know, this movie walked so that Wally could run because yeah. there's a movie where they're like, let's try to do like most of a movie without any dialogue, and this is that, but just yeah. it completely fails. Ben, ben Burr like, involved in both projects, so amazing. <gasps> Yeah, you might be on something. That's the thing is, like, I think by deciding that this is what the Wookiee language sounds like, it's just mm-hmm. doomed this whole project. It, it is doomed, but no, they it, uh, it's that's not what it is. Yeah, they they chose the <laughs> Wookiees to be the lead characters in this. Yeah, they didn't have they to have, didn't the have to do be that. The main characters of this of this special. Uh, so do you guys think that if they had like if they'd waited and done this after like Return of the Jedi, they would have made like an Ewok life day instead Ooh. because yeah, those were really marketable. I was about marketable. to ask if like, I was about to ask if like, um, gosh, what was, where was I going? Um, Ewoks, the, no, it was before the Ewoks. Um, the visual story. Oh, I was going to ask if, if is, is, is life day specifically a Wookiee holiday 
or are we just following the Wookiees on this life day? Uh, they, they mentioned that it's a Wookiee holiday. Okay, um, but it's been adopted by the greater galaxy. Now, at this point, so this was like 1ABY, right? Well, mm-hmm. I have to challenge you on this because canon is different now. Uh, there is a Life Day book that just came out that is a set, it's an anthology of Star Wars stories about Life Day. And the very first one in the book is about Stellan Geos in the High Republic. Oh, High hmm. Republic era. So Life Day has been celebrated by the wider galaxy for over 200 years. Yeah, I was researching it a little bit, and it sounds like in early versions of the script, um, it was it was more a you know, they went into more detail about it, and essentially, it was like um, Kazook in this in this yeah. case. Kazook w- was selected as the planet to do like the ceremonies on. Oh, and it like rotates every year. That's interesting. Yeah. So like like yeah. So what what we're seeing like the whole we'll get to it, but the whole culty stuff at the end. I don't think that the Wookiees always do that. I think that that's specific it's, to whichever planet this is, is like the hosting rich, this it. This is the the celebration, right. the way mm-hmm. that Life Day is celebrated. Okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you pass the torch every year. It's um, also interesting because, like, what's a galactic year when you have, like, hundreds of planets that all have... Oh, that's a whole thing. I mean, we already <laughs> talk about... We still measure things in Earth years, basically. Like, yeah. Uh, one ABY, two B, you know, we still do yeah, that. Yeah, um, true. So, yeah, and then was, don't get light speed like that would mess everything up. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why everything is small because then you don't have to worry about anything. No one's yeah, actually traveling. Yeah. Do you think light. the Galactic Calendar is based on like the Coruscant year? I believe that's the in canon explanation. That would make the most sense. It, there's also they don't use BBY and ABY in. In, ca- yeah, in canon, in the galaxy, yeah, uh, right. they use a different calendar that I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, that makes sense. It would be really weird to be like, okay, you know what? This is where this we draw battle. the line. <laughs> Year zero. Yeah. What about the Battle of Scarif? No. <laughs> no, it's the Battle of Yavin. Way that's more of us died the in the Battle start. of Scarif. And I feel like, like the rebellion, <laughs> the rebellion, could easily have a calendar that starts with the Battle of Yavin. That's true. Like as a propaganda tool. Yeah, maybe, exactly. Maybe the New Republic uses it. Maybe. But the re- but the rebellion is kind of like still they've got bigger fish to fry than like yeah. Oh, well, yeah. years. Why would the rebellion <laughs> care about the Coruscant year if that's what we're going with? Well, I, I think that they kind of see themselves sh- as the heirs to the Republic. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Well, <laughs> we're being yeah, a little off topic. This is all. But this is, we're not even nonsense. talking about the special anymore. Yeah. Um, I have a couple notes for the beginning here. Okay. Um, yes. One. Please keep us on topic, Tim. Sponsored by General Motors. <laughs> so, oh. this with a, with- holiday special would not have been possible without the support of General Motors. Oh, General GM. Motors. God bless them. Yeah. I mean, they gave us. Uh, the Camaro and the Holiday Special. <laughs> Great. I don't know if GM has like a theme song, but what the one legacy. that they play in the background of the sponsor by GM sounds very much like a John Williams joint. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it sounds, at, if not written by him, very much inspired by the Star Wars. I wonder Wars if I can find that to put in or, here. Um, I bet you I could just cut this from the special. It's on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. The Star Wars Holiday Special. Sponsored by General Motors. People building transportation to serve people. But 
thanks, GM. Yeah, thank you, GM. And and, and thanks for relinquishing your your regular slots, uh, the Incredible Hulk and Wonder Woman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of it. Yeah, the Incredible Hulk and Wonder Woman were uh, supposed to be in that time slot. Um but unfortunately had to be moved for this piece of uh, art. Well, uh, I have a question, Tim, because we talked about how this is... Well, we haven't talked about it on the podcast. We talked about when we were watching it that this is a joint from a local television station. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did this play nationally when it happened? I, or was it just on that local television station? It played nationally. Um, okay. But it was supposed to play several times until like Christmas, like from November till oh. Christmas, and it did not. It aired once. <laughs> every like, every version sucks. of it we've seen has been a rip from that. Um, That's so funny. The original uh, record or the original film does exist somewhere. It's only played for like a select few people, and. I saw an interview with Carrie Fisher where she insinuated, and I don't know if this is true, but she, she, she owned the original copy. She wow. like traded George Lucas something else for it. I can't remember what, but that's I don't know how true that is. Um, but if it still belongs like to, to the Carrie Fisher estate, yeah. <laughs> that would be something else. It uh, it aired on November seventeenth, nineteen seventy eight, and was seen by an estimated thirteen million viewers. Uh, it was second to the ABC TV series The Love Boat, <laughs> which shares uh, some cast members. Um, Amazing, incredible! Yeah, you can't compete with The Love Boat. No, no, you um, apparently you can't. Nope. Um, um, so yeah, uh, I, I one thing I noticed immediately watching this was the aspect ratio, ratio makes it look very cheap compared to anything. Like it, it very much looks like a. Uh, a YouTube commercial. Yeah. Almost. yeah. <laughs> that on top of like, they have the TV lighting and yeah. like a lot of the TV sets. Like it was mm. very clearly like lighting is bad. It is not flattering uh, for any of our no. heroes. Yeah. And I don't know uh, if that's just down sampling from, from having it ripped from the original, from the original, like screen knows? recording. Probably like a hundred times as yeah. people yeah, copy videotapes and stuff. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, and then everyone's makeup is very caked on, which probably was not as visible on old TVs oh, yeah. as it is on the high resolution. Today. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, we'll get we'll get to Mark Hamill's yeah. general look in this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. So yeah. So we so we see Mala looking at a picture of Chewbacca, which I love that she just has a picture of Chewbacca framed. Um. Looking, people have family photos, Tim. I know this isn't weird. I don't, um, <laughs> but no, I just love. Well, no one in Star Wars has like a photo. This is like the only time that we see. Sure, the, no one has this seventies decor anywhere else in Star Wars. I think this is Wookiee decor in. So Wookiee's just really like the seventies yeah. aesthetic. Well, I hope that's their we get home to see the inside of a Wookiee house, like somewhere else in Canada. It just looks. It like just that. looks like the nineteen seventies with astroturf <laughs> on the inside. Yeah, it's great. Astroturf in the house. Yeah. Oh my god. And yeah, it's, it's a mobile home. It is basically, <laughs> but. Yeah, because we see Kazook, but that's all like military stuff. That's all like industrial Kazook. Yeah. In episode three. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're on the front. Yeah. Like literally on the front line. Yeah, so that's not mm. a good representation. This is the only time we see it, like a house. So like a house. This is yeah, domestic like. Kazook. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, 
Lumpy's being kind of obnoxious, uh, <laughs> running around with his uh, his X-wing. he's like buzzing with his X wing, and he annoys Itchy, uh, and Itchy yells at him, and then he tries to steal some uh, cookies, which I assume was it insinuated that those, are, those are, are those are Mala's famous Wookiees. It could be later. They are. Later, I, it I, might be insinuated that they are. <laughs> um, I think that they're the Wookiees, yeah. Unless Sondan is asking for something. Yeah, it's, uh, for, it's like hanky panky. Yeah. Oh no, uh, that's Wookie Nookie. Wookie Nookie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bad. So uh, she turns on uh, something to entertain Lumpy. Tim, your pause there was so bad. And. <laughs> So she turns on. She does turn on. <laughs> um, that's, later. that's later. Cirque du Soleil ass. It, is. So, it looks like Cirque du Soleil. If you had told me that it was, I'd be like, that tracks. Like, except for the juggling. The, it's, the hologram it's, is interesting. It's like it's on, on. It's on like the table. It's like on like the a table. table. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be on the Han Solo. And. He somehow is able to isolate one of the holographic figures to make him big and dance around the room yeah. while the rest of the performance is happening yeah, on the table. Yeah, he makes one larger, yeah. It's so weird. I, I guess I guess it makes sense because we see lots of holograms in, in other Star Wars canon. Yeah, but... Of different sizes, you know, like you've got the the board game on the, That's on true. the Falcon, but then I you've also like got the, like full size. I feel like the holograms on the board game look different from any of the other holograms you see, because the rest of them all have that like blue tint. Blue tint, yeah. And uh, are stable. They're like a one directional, like they might be a 3D model, but I don't know that you could like yeah, turn it around looks like a it's thin. Yeah, exactly. Whereas the, the, the monsters are all like claymation, like you could yeah. walk around and still see all the sides of it. Yeah. But yeah, so, they so had the, uneven bars. They have juggling, and it's all yeah. like. <laughs> I, my, so this gets into this goes on for a long time. It goes on for an, an excruciatingly long time, <laughs> and, and I think that this this really already we've touched on what I think is the 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 primary flaw at the core of this special, which is you know, Star Wars hadn't really come out with like its mark yet you know like we like we had one movie and we weren't really sure what the necessary components were to make star wars like a star wars thing a star wars thing yeah but i think that one necessary component of it is like the spectacle right it's like the weird what what did they do in this universe and you know i i think often of like episode three and like the weird jellyfish opera like this is what they do for entertainment right like is these crazy, you know, high-tech exposés. And then the implication here is that what they do is for entertainment is just watch what we watch in real life, but, like, way shittier. Like, yeah, here's yeah. the thing. The thing that's so interesting, right, is, like, this... This, I think one of the writers or directors or someone is, like, a guy who does... Who's been doing, like, awards shows. Yeah. For years and years. Mm-hmm. And if if this was a stage performance where you're bringing people out and you're having their moment and then Mm -hmm. you're cutting away to 
here is presenting this band or presenting this Cirque du Soleil yeah. performance or whatever. I feel like this would work better than it does of like, oh, he's just going to turn on the projector table and this Cirque du Soleil act <laughs> yeah. is going to happen for, tw- for, exactly. for five minutes. Like, exactly. They're trying to make it immersive and I don't think it works. No, it does not. And, and it wasn't even the first time, like I think SNL had done by this point some like Star Wars sketches and stuff and yeah. they're just so much more entertaining because i think of it it happened on stage rather yeah. than as a like taped performance yeah well i yeah. think it would feel different it would live in legend much more in legend because everyone would be like i saw the weirdest thing it was like an acid <laughs> trip it was on broadway it was just off broadway in a small theater yeah <laughs> <laughs> well but i mean like like it doesn't even have to be like a live broadcast necessarily, but, but like, oh, this was audience. like a stage performance in front of an audience that yeah. we filmed live. Yeah, that is like coming to you now, and you bring out the different musical numbers and like mm-hmm. things like that. They're you almost, have like distinct sketches in the yeah. way that SNL does. They're, yeah, there there almost seemed to be pauses for like applause at the yeah. end of some of these things, like all the like Harvey Corman sketches and stuff. It almost seemed like you, the audience was supposed to laugh at some point. But but instead it's edited as, like, a narrative piece. Yeah. And so it just doesn't work because there is no narrative, really. <laughs> so the narrative little, is Chewie's so not here. Happens in this. <laughs> and he will show up later. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll talk about structurally later, I think. Like, yeah, just we'll get into how it. much this doesn't work. We'll get into it. it. We're still but, so um, early. I, so we're 30 early. minutes into this and we've yeah. barely started uh-huh. the first <laughs> yep. musical number. Yep. The uh, So the, the circus performers, uh, it's performed by the Wazan Troupe. W-A-Z-Z-A-N. Yeah. Um, could not find much? really anything else other than uh, looks like they were on the Ed Sullivan show at one point. Um, Wazan Troupe. Everything you, if you Google them, everything is the, uh, so funny. It's the holiday special stuff. It looks like there is a couple, uh, 60s, uh, videos videos of them. Um, like, I see one image right here that, that could basically be like, they ripped it. They ripped the holographic. The hologram stuff right out of this performance because yeah. they're all in like Technicolor, like bright. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Stuff. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. They're credited um, yeah. as being in the 1956 TV movie *The Adventures of Marco so- Marco Polo*. How did that oh, come? Wow. Up? Oh, they were probably. Oh, they in, probably like, like, the, the, con- the Khan's court. Yeah. yeah, they're like, look at all the wonders I found in the Orient. Yeah, like that's totally how they <laughs> yeah, would. Yeah, they're pyramid <laughs> worshippers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people I, couldn't see it, but I had very heavy air quotes <laughs> on that. Yeah. And and I think I think that just the most important part about this is that like I'm I'm sure these people are very talented at what yeah. they do, but the way it's presented just feels so unimpressive. Yep. Like it's so silly. The little tiny holograms. It's not It's yeah. <laughs> uh one thing that is impressive though, um and is hard to get right even today, um I thought Lumpy's eye tracking was an attention to detail for that time that was not uh, easy to overlook and done actually Mm -hmm. not terrible. It's not perfect. Uh, Mm -hmm. But for what it was, like, when the acrobats jump up and they, like, you know, 
they're at a higher bar on yeah. the uneven bars. He's he kind of looks up yeah. and he's like, oh, like he reacts and, yeah. you know, so it's actually, it's, it's not terribly directed. It's odd. Uh, <laughs> not to mention the uh, choice for, you know, we've had 15 minutes in Wookiee and the first uh, performance you're going to have is also no speaking. No speaking. It's Shout all just. <laughs> Patty Maloney, the three foot 11 actress who, performed as played lumpy. Lumpy. Yeah. lumpy yeah yeah um yeah i think she did a great job um and i think that lumpy's face is also just one of the more expressive wookie faces yeah it is um and it, the, the like sad thing about it is when you look up lumpy you always get that really horrible very zoomed in screenshot yep. of just <laughs> like lumpy's face from eye to mouth it's bad oh uh, god but lumpy's lumpy's great in this i think yeah lumpy Lumpy kind of carries the show. Um, a little, a little. I, I still like Itchy. I have a soft spot for Itchy. I do not like Itchy. Itchy is <laughs> disturbing. Spot for itchy. I, I would not allow Itchy in my home. <laughs> He's a dirty old man, and he is, is a dirty old man. It's we'll funny. see why. Um, we'll but get to it. Yeah. So yeah, so that's our first performance. Uh, uh-huh. Overall, impressive circus performance. Odd performance in a Star Wars, uh, Star Wars. show. Tim, have we not? Have we not had the first scene of Han and, and Chewie in the ship, like, pursued by stormtroopers yet? Oh, yeah. It's brief. I thought we that technically, happened, like... Yeah, it did like right at the beginning. Yeah. Technically, we got that in A New Hope. It's just basically, like, at least the exterior oh, the is footage. just shot. It's just shot for shot from The New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, we also get a little reaction shot of Vader. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That is yes. also just unused footage from A New Hope. Very clearly. Uh, like every time the Imperial officer he's with talks, the, it, he's in shadow, so you yeah. can't quite see that he's lip syncing, but like it doesn't. It's so obvious that it's ADR. It's great. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, we should do we, in 78. Yeah, we have. Uh, we with have no budget. D list uh, uh, D list Falcon cockpit which is clearly yeah. like re- been reconstructed for the special mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it's basically just establishing chewbacca yelling and han going i know it's an important day yeah we'll get you back to your <laughs> family to get, get you back there. to your family yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. uh like yeah so that's basically that whole scene so funny um uh, han's a big softy in this Yes, he he's, 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 he's a very sentimental, kind of affectionate guy throughout this. He takes this more seriously than he took Return of the Jedi, at least acting-wise. <laughs> acting-wise, definitely. It looks like he took this much more seriously. He's 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 not... He, I think, yeah, we talked about this. He, he We expected fully for for Harrison Ford to phone this one in, and I guess he just... His soul hadn't been quite I mean, uh, yeah. destroyed at this point. <laughs> This took them like what a day, two days, or yeah. something, for yeah. like all the stuff he did. Tell that to Carrie stuff, Fisher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to Carrie Fisher. Um, we'll get to Carrie Fisher eventually. As well. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So uh, we go to um, you know they're looking for. Oh, I missed the. That's right. I am. My notes are all messed up. So now we we call Luke, right? Is that this this point where we call Luke? Yes. Yeah, we call so. Luke here. Yeah, uh, where we start to worry that che- why why isn't Chewie home yet? Yeah, and we should be home so by we now. Decide He's to late. Call. Mala decides we're gonna phone up Luke, see what's going on with him. Right. 
Um, so they call Luke. Luke is working on what looks like an X-Wing something or other. Thing, yeah. Yeah, uh, with R2. So he's there, uh, he's there calling, uh, what's it called? He's there working on it. It's steaming and stuff. Um, and... Doing the mechanic thing. I guess Mala has Luke's number. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, Um, apparently Mala has met the rest of the gang. Yeah, yes. I, I I I I assume that after the the metal ceremony, um, they there was like a, there's a little there's a little mixer like yeah. she was she was Chewie's plus one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Chewie, you're married. <laughs> you have a kid. You have a kid. You really are being very considerate Lumpy's about. Only two. <laughs> Chewbacca, Chewbacca, like God, was like, I got something. <laughs> I think Wookiee's gestation periods are like probably like a hundred years. Like you can be yeah. pregnant. That's horrible. For like, Poor Mala. Yeah. You can be pregnant for like half your life. Oh God. Uh, that's bad. Get out of here with that. Um, one thing I will say, uh, uh, there's, uh, um, sorry, Mark Hamill is really bringing a lot of like pathos to this. He's, he really feels like, uh, like a movie star at this he, point. He does. And, he really seemed he like that whole like it's kind of like that Humphrey Humphrey Bogart kind of like come on give us a smile Mala you know yeah. like that sort of thing and that's not the Luke that we know from A New Hope he's or like, anywhere yeah or yeah. anywhere this like, Luke never shows up again yeah he, he, uh, Luke 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 here is the shoulder to cry on and and I always expect to have Luke crying on my shoulder it's yeah. funny because Luke is like clearly distraught about the fact that Han and Chewie haven't checked in yet. <laughs> Yeah. For like a couple minutes, and then he realizes that the project he's working on is more, is important, more important. And is like, "Oh, let me fine. Don't worry. This is just what they do. You know yeah, them. You know like, them. They're scoundrels. Yeah, they don't they'll, do they'll be fine." He even says, he's "Like just doing something dangerous. It's fine." He, yeah, he even goes like, "Oh, well, they're four planets away. If they haven't checked in right now, they could really be in trouble." <laughs> Anyway, Mala, anyway. I'm sure they'll be fine. Show us a smile. Give us a smile. He really does the like the gross like oh you're much prettier when you smile yeah, when Mala. You smile. <laughs> it's so bad like, <laughs> i like part of me barely is like, even okay, says he's coming hi to into itchy. his own as like the hero and i get that like kids watching this are like oh it's luke skywalker he's the hero you know and they yeah. want to see him offer that kind of comfort but but how do you feel about mark hamill's look in this that, i think negatively uh, um, it's bad it's bad <laughs> His hair is his bad. Hair, it's giving me, it's giving me, just... um, like Thor original Thor movie, like <laughs> yeah. way too blonde hair. Um, his makeup is just, just it caked very much on is there. caked on. Oh man, eyeliner. There's so intense. much in this scene. <laughs> Mala goes over to call Luke. Itchy comes over and he's like, "Hi, Itchy. Hi, uh, Mala." And then. Lumpy comes back from doing the dishes, which he was just told to do, and they both turn around and just yell at Lumpy for not doing the dishes. <laughs> like, it's, He's yeah, the there's so much. Hero. It's just for no reason. <laughs> just screaming. Just, it's just a cultural 70s thing. 70s family sitcom yeah. mm-hmm. is what this has. Yeah. Really. Yeah, um, exactly. Anyway, and then the scene ends comedically as R2 messes up the... No, he's trying to... R2's trying to tell Luke there's something wrong with the thing that you're working on, and Luke's like, oh, not now. I'm... Not now, R2. You know, I'm... And then, obviously, it explodes by the end. 
I just had a horrible idea. Mm-hmm. But you were talking about how this was supposed to play from Thanksgiving or from November <laughs> to Christmas, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What if this was a shitty backdoor pilot to like the Chewbacca family sitcom? Oh my god, like dinosaurs, but with yes! Wookiees. Oh my <laughs> god, and give me that no, show. <laughs> no subtitles. No ever. subtitles at all. Let's it's really... just all Shreemuk all the time, baby. Disney. Let's really and stretch Sondan. ourselves. Trader Sondan. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. You can more. have some. You have some minor characters who speak basic, yeah. so that we can follow some of what's happening. Yeah. But the principal families. <laughs> sometimes you just get an episode that's all Shreemuk. That's all just them yelling yeah. at each other, and you're like, "What just happened?" Disney is too much, too big of a coward to make this show. Yeah, they wouldn't do it now. Sadly, uh, I would watch this. I show. mean, I would watch the absolute. Yeah, I would tune yeah. in as soon as it dropped. Yeah. I would love Every it if, if it did have subtitles. We learned that they talk very like Shakespearean. Like, oh my god! <laughs> like they have this really stupid way. Now speaking. know where Han Solo is. <laughs> Wherefore? <laughs> Wherefore love... art thou, Chewbacca? <laughs> I love. <laughs> That's the title. That's yeah. the title. I've decided. That's a good. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So speaking of Sondan. Yes. The very next Sondan. scene, we meet Sondan. He yeah. is a Akari. human trader, not not a trader. T R A D E R. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a trader. Look yeah, at this he's, trader. he is very much not he's a, bit a trader. Two timing, <laughs> maybe. No, but he's like on the side of the family, so it's he betrays fine. the empire. He pretends to be a loyal citizen. That's true. Uh, That's later. No, it's right now. Mm-hmm. He's doing it right now. And the first time we I see mean, him is in his shop. He's just trying to sell shit. He's a shop merchant. What do you mean? That's not uh, traitorous. He's selling it to... Traitorous? He's selling it to a, a, a imperial trooper of some sort who uh, is very clearly not 80-yard in any way. No. Uh, nope, not, not, a nope not at all. And he's wearing, like, the... Um, to coin a term from Star Wars Minute, the DJ Death Squad commander helmet. Yeah, yes. yeah he is. Uh, and he's got th- that mustache. He's got that 70s mustache that you always think of. <laughs> that porno stash. Um, he really does. Yeah, uh, and what... Uh, you, you said you had copied down... Yeah, oh, no, not him. copy down. I have, I have it saved as an article. So, so, so he, he sells like, him talks a couple about things. Different things that are in there. Yeah. yeah, but one thing that I loved before you get to the one that you're going to talk yes. about, I love the miniature fish, uh, fish tank. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, that, the like tiny terrier, the pocket fish yeah, tank. Pocket yeah, aquarium. So pocket aquarium. I would absolutely have one of those. That yeah, seems awesome. Pocket aquarium. It it's seems great. very traumatizing to the fish inside. I don't think if you put it in your pocket. Yeah. Uh, I also love the Imperial officers. Um, I hate fish. Yeah. Uh, soon, <laughs> after he's like studied it for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Which I just have so many questions about like how species work like in the in this galaxy. Like, are they fish? Are they alien creatures that resemble fish? Like, are they all just the same? Because these very much are just Clearly, they're like beta fish. They're like oh, they, Earth oh, there fish. is a there is a. <laughs> so when I was doing Harry Potter minute, there was a question that we asked all the time, and that question was, "Is that sentient?" <laughs> oh, that's a. Let's not get into that in Star Wars. That gets real complicated. It gets real messy real um, fast. Messy. It gets it gets real concerning. fast. I just wonder if this is proving the inverse of Qui Gon's statement is true. There's always is, a smaller. There's fish. always a smaller fish. Oh. 
because this well, is showing well at least to these fish there are always like every fish is a bigger fish right yeah. mm -hmm. right but there must be a smaller one to them yeah there must be a smaller one they're the bigger fish to they're something big fish, yeah yeah interesting uh, but yeah so it's it's uh but yeah i would absolutely have one of those seems way easier to clean than a real fish tank yeah mm -hmm. cuz there's just you could clean it with like a spoon right um then we get to the groomer and then we the get groomer. to the groomer. What does the groomer Let's talk do, about Gary? This groomer. The groomer. Uh, I don't have a name of like what it's called, but oh, it's um, not the XP twenty one. It's it's yeah. better than the old XP twenty one. Yeah. The groomer. Besides shaving and hair trimming, it's guaranteed to lift stains off clothing, faces, and hands. It cleans teeth, fingers, and toenails, washes eyes, pierces ears, calculates, modulates, syncopates life rhythms, and can repeat the Imperial Penal Code, all 17 volumes, in half the time of the old XP-21. Just the thing to keep you squeaky clean. So is that, like, the squeaky clean thing is, so I think that's a pun, right, on, like, the penal code will keep you squeaky, squeaky. clean, like, not yeah, a criminal. And then yeah. Also, that's It'll clever. That's cl I'll give like them that one. It is clever. <laughs> I like the idea All that you need to, volumes you would of the need penal that, code. yeah. To uh, be fair, I bought, I, I was looking at beard trimmers on Amazon <laughs> a few days ago, and they have, like, about as many functions, like, they that they're trying to market to you nowadays. Would you use a hair trimmer, a beard trimmer, that could also clean your teeth, fingers, toenails, pierce your ears, and wash your eyes? The syncopates, wash your eyes? The syncopates light rhythms I might use. That Syncopa seems... Oh, no, 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 it's not light rhythms. <laughs> it's syncopates life rhythms. L-I-F-E, no, life rhythms. it very much says rhythms. light... He says light rhythms. I, I'm looking at... I'm looking at... I'll, no, you're looking at someone who thought he That's heard said life. He says I light rhythm. I light tried rhythms? very yeah. hard to pay attention to, to it this I time. I told you again. And I could not tell what he said. It was, he mumbles it. Yeah. I I, uh, I will, I, there's, this episode is going to be full of sound bites from, from the, from the, the, the special, yeah. I think. It's going to make this episode, it's going to be like, mm -hmm. Three and a half hours of us talking, and it's going to be another mm -hmm. three and a half hours of just. Yeah. Oh, we'll be, I, that's that's bad. I know. I'm just we'll joking. See. It'll be we'll seven hour long podcast. So let's jump into the the whole um, his 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 betrayal of the officers because I have some race relations stuff to go over. Oh shit! <laughs> so yeah, he does. Uh, he gets a call from Mullet. Mullet's just calling everyone right now. She's freaking out. She's which, she's panicking. She is She's understandably anxious. She's it's understandably anxious. Yeah. yeah, my husband is at home. It's a holiday. What's happening? Mm -hmm. um, but unfortunately, Sandan has a Imperial officer in his shop right there. He can't speak freely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so he makes sure to tell her that. Codes his language. He codes his language that, oh, you're asking about that shaggy carpet you ordered. Yep. That shaggy, <laughs> shaggy carpet. shaggy carpet. Extremely racially charged. Oh, Just yes. the whole thing is like, dude. I mean, this is a play, <laughs> this is a play on, on Leia calling him a walking a carpet. A walking carpet. Right. Yeah. Which I. Leia's very racist. Yeah. I think I, Nearly. I, I, I have. There's she no way that around, this would fly but that doesn't make it okay. with non-friends. Yeah, exactly. It's like, all right, yeah. No, I can say walking carpet. Some of my fr best friends are Wookiees, you know? Like, no! It's got that energy. No! <laughs> I don't know. I just, though, it, it, 
it it smacks of racism to me. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, it's for a good cause, I guess. What is what to... is uh, a fantasy world if not slathered in racism? In racism, it, every good fantasy world needs a lot of racism. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just like real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. So he assures her that that carpet is coming. It's on its way. Uh, and that he knows the person who brought, who made it is going to deliver it by hand. Solo. Oh, solo. <laughs> oh, boy. Which is, one, not conveying to her any new information. <laughs> she no. already knew he was with hands on Solo. I think it's like, in case you missed the first part. Here's something really people who are tuning really in late. On. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So he basically risks his whole shop and everything, his freedom, to deliver Did her you nothing. Just say hand solo. Yeah. No, I said it's being delivered by hand, by hand. solo. Yeah. It's honestly probably a little more creative of an origin for the name <laughs> than, than the actual solo movie. That's true. Gave him <laughs> just a little bit. On. <laughs> Solo. Yeah. <laughs> Solo. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's our first look at Sondan, played by Art Carney, mm-hmm. who is a highlight of this special. He is. I Honestly. Think. He really owns, you know, he, he's every scene up the he's scenery. In. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he chooses the scenery like every time. Yeah, he seems like he belongs in a different movie, you know? Like, he's this, <laughs> he's a really smooth-talking, like, and we don't really see anyone like that. He's maybe the, too good for trilogy. the special. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you gave, if you gave him and, and later on B. Arthur, like, more people to, like, bounce off of, I feel like it could have been really solid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But they just don't have that opportunity. They literally they have, have, like, three other cast members besides, like... We'll the, get to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're about to get to another one, uh, because oh, Amala but... seems satisfied by that. Uh, <laughs> and so she goes back to continuing to prepare Life, oh, day, yeah, she's... life day Dinner. Bantha Surprise. Bantha Surprise! <laughs> um, so we get our first look at Harvey Corman. Who yeah. is many. yeah first of look many uh, looks at Harvey Corman, who is playing a cooking studio woman on a cooking show basically. Yeah, and uh, she is making Bantha surprise, and uh, man, the days before YouTube because I was thinking watching this going people used to actually have to watch in real time cooking, cooking shows. shows you couldn't pause <laughs> yeah. it you yeah. couldn't like. No pause. You have to write. You have to take notes, basically. Yeah, Yeah. you had to like. (laughs) Um, Because yeah, you'd have to do this, but she's trying to do it along, which seems impossible. Very difficult. Not happening. How would you like in just in general? Unless you air like your ingredients the day before. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah, because how would you? I don't know. Yeah, how do you cook alongside a cooking show unless you already have everything you you need? Yeah, exactly. It's been a surprise. You put whatever you want in that Mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. Unless, you know, it is is Star Wars. Maybe it is a recording from from years past, and she just knows, oh, that's the one I like. And then every year she's like, oh, I can't remember quite how. Yeah. You know. Watch this again. Yeah, watch it again. Wait, no. Because she seems very flustered. <laughs> that's true that's true because she does not have three arms yeah so as the as the recipe goes on 
it becomes more and more complicated, and eventually she brings out more arms to do. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so there's this yeah. whole bit, right, where like everything's been thrown in this pot together. You've destroyed the pot, and then oh, it's actually, you should just, also have a whisk because yeah. you should like whisk <laughs> this stuff. But then you should also mash it. That's when the third mm-hmm. arm comes out that has like uh like a meat like a beater. Yeah, a tenderizer thing. Tenderizer, yeah. that's what I was looking <laughs> for. And 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 then all of the the three of those things together like make her like she's going to sneeze. And so arm number 4 comes out and like blocks her nose Block so she doesn't nose. sneeze into the It's very it's funny to me. It's great. The reveal of the third and fourth arm are very yeah, good. Because you yeah, can think yeah. about there was a person standing behind them the whole time. Exactly. Just waiting. waiting. And and having to aim those like Perfect. at Harvey yeah. Corman's yeah, uh-huh. nose and his Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that this this really feels like the brainchild of Harvey Corman. Like they kind of gave him you know, yeah. hey, do a is funny this, sketch set in this universe, and he came is up this with this. The concept. origin of the whose line is it anyway? Cooking sketch where someone else is the art uh, is of the, the chef oh. is cooking. This Maybe. might very well be it. I thought That's... you were. I thought you were going to ask if this is the origin of Dexter Jetster's species. Oh my god! Because that was <laughs> this my could thought. Also, be the origin of Dexter Jetster. I like both of those. I like both, both of, those, of these ideas. Of I'm going to call them exclusive. They yeah. could both be true. Yeah. And Dexter Jetster, what did he do? He ran a diner. He ran he a diner. He was a show. He, he used to be cook. a prospect. Yeah, but then he realized his calling was. As a, as a diner. As a chef, because those four arms. As a chef. He can make Bantha stew. He knows he how to stir whip, stir, whip, whip, uh, whip, whip, stir. Whip, whip. <laughs> stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Yeah, those are I, the instructions. I was really glad because uh, part of me was watching it. I was like, is the, is the joke here? Haha, man in dress. Because, you know. It starts like, out and you think, oh, okay. And yes. Yeah. And then it's the 70s that up. is part of the joke. Yeah, exactly. And then the arms come out and it it becomes very funny. <laughs> Especially as Mala just gets Can't so frustrated. I think I think yeah. that I think that Wookiees being frustrated is just inherently funny That's to me true. because they kind of sound exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they are they have to do it's a lot of arm stuff. It's a lot of physical acting. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, actually, uh, that like that's so important to get a good like physical actor because Peter Mayhew does a good job, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh-huh. I think um, Juna Suotomo uh, Suotomo does a good job too. Yeah, uh, do. I was good. actually for the first time in a while. I was uh, actually first first time since the theater. I was rewatching Rise of Skywalker this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, this afternoon, um, and just noticing like Juna Suotomo's like his like physical acting and he does a mm-hmm. good job he does yeah um, he really he's when they do God, he steals the show in solo in my opinion he does a good job yeah he does yeah really good in yeah, that he was he's a good uh a good successor a worthy successor i agree Mayhew. yeah um, um so yeah so when they do a, a remake of this they'll have him in all of it mm-hmm. uh <laughs> remake of the holidays so uh yeah Not a new holiday special we're just gonna do john favreau John Favreau wants to do it. He doesn't do want to do one. No, All right, so now's a good time to talk about it, as any. I was gonna. Okay, I thought this was gonna happen at the end. Yeah, oh, the end so is gonna to, be like, a while. Mention it here. We should cast. We should save casting for the end. 
Casting for the end. Okay. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, yes. so stick around to the end. We'll cast the holiday special. <laughs> uh, but, but I am so... The idea that, like, it's not going to be a new holiday special, they're just going to redo this one is very funny that's to what, me. That's what I was meant by my comment. When they, Yeah, it's just going to be... Yeah, yeah, the, the same, same thing. thing, the exact same story. Yeah, <laughs> same story. Every perform, we're just gonna get Cirque du Soleil this time because Disney's oh, yeah. got money. You'll have the money for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll have Alden Ehrenreich back as Han Solo. Oh my god! You'll have Sebastian Stan. This is what they'll bring Sebastian Stan Sebastian on to play Stan. Luke Skywalker. Oh, this is the only reason finally. they'll bring, and this is <laughs> the why only they'll bring in show uh, what's her name from Stranger Things to play. Oh, Billy Bobby Billy Brown. Bobby Billy Bobby Brown. Brown, but they're gonna they're gonna give her so much coke before oh, she yeah. has to method act. Oh yeah, we're we're gonna get to that very soon. Yeah, after. we are <laughs> gonna get to that. Uh, so uh, we cut back to see how Han and Chewie are doing. Uh, they're not doing so great. They're still mm. being chased by the Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There's been a blockade now, so ships aren't allowed to land. So everyone's like, "Oh no!" Everyone's on edge, and they get a knock on the door. But it's just Sondam. It's it's fine. Um, (laughs) He is very creepy with everybody. (laughs) (laughs) He finds a unique way to be a weird creep with every single person in his family. The whole time. (laughs) He's... So the the, the obvious one is there's weird, there's weird, uh, like coming on to vibes between him and uh there and is Mala. he's so flirty with mala he's with the he flirts with mala hard demands a kiss from her which yep he's like i got a gift for you and then she's about to take it and he's like ah what's in it for me yeah. <laughs> basically he's so transactional dude you know she's married <laughs> yeah uh, get the fuck out of well, here he's not i don't oh, see him crazy. around right now ah! he's uh, a product of his era Yes, and she gives him a kiss like on the cheek. Forty BBY, and he gives her a gift. Uh, he already gave Lumpy his gift. Lumpy is, uh, yeah. Lumpy takes it upstairs. Meanwhile, he knows what Itchy wants. He makes it very oh, clear boy. that he knows, he knows what Itchy wants. <laughs> I got just the thing for you. So this entire time, there has been a giant chair. <laughs> In the middle of the living room with like a visor on it. It it reminds me of the kind of chair you see in like a hair salon that has those big weird yeah. like Blow dryer hair yeah. Yeah. dryer heavy thing. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what they're called. Yeah. Pulled down over your head. Yeah. But itchy yeah, it is Yeah. Which which would work for Wookiees. You'd you'd think that Wookiees would have would put a lot of stock in like hair care, right? Yeah. You would think so. <laughs> Um, but Itchy sits down in it, and it goes down over his face, and it's clearly like a VR headset of some sort. Yeah. Um, and... and Itchy's all in. It Itchy's seems like Itchy knows in. what he's talking about, because Sunam is actually like, you know, it's, it's well, you know. <laughs> uh, let me just wow. say, wow. Wow. <laughs> and you're like, okay, is this... It's so funny because it's a musical number, but it feels like he's about to watch some porn or yeah, something. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's, it, it, I mean, it is erotic. It is. It's about as erotic as you can get in 1978 on television. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's what people think of when they think of ASMR. 
and they don't oh like, do you know ASMR. that's a very good comparison <laughs> it's, it's it's very much it feels personalized yes and and he way, even has like a he turns some kind of knob that makes it almost feel more personalized like well, i don't he know what he's it. adjusting oh it's a re- he's rewinding, he's rewinding it. Okay. it to hear it again because oh, she's okay. like yeah. i know what you want and yeah. he hits the I ring, and she's like, want. I know what you want. I know what you so want. So she makes I, it seem, based on what she says, it makes it seem like she's being created based on Itchy's thoughts. And this is yes. what, like, Itchy's ideal woman looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. That's very Which funny. Which is uh, a lady with tentacles on her head. Yep. Um, be a huge fan of Adigalia. Yeah, true. Adigalia. Uh, so played <laughs> by Diane Carroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she is Wookie or Itchy's dream girl. Yeah, I know what you want: a sultry ballad sung a by me. Ballad. <laughs> uh, she is. <laughs> I'm reading how they have to describe this on Wikipedia. <laughs> she portrayed the holographic Wow. Oh my god. Known as She's the Wow. The Wow. Known as Mermia. There's too many episode titles. Holographic Wow is great. Holographic Wow. Holographic. Um (laughs) in case you were looking for uh yeah, it's 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 just a lot. Um she's very like sultry. She's very like um I'm getting your message. Are you getting mine? (laughs) Um, I exist for you. You know, so I I just saw that you sent us this audio clip. Uh. (laughs) I know you're searching for me. Searching, searching. I'm here. My voice is for you alone. I am found in your eyes only. I exist for you. I am in your mind as you create me. Oh, yes. I can feel my creation. (laughs) I'm getting your message. Are you getting mine? Uh, So I was reading through um, sort of, you know, the conceit of this, and and it sounds like in the original script, um, this was... Uh, Chewie used this at some point. Oh, and saw uh, this is going to be weird, but he sees Lumpy, and it was supposed to be like there was like a kidnapping situation. And when he realizes that he what he most desires is like a good relationship with his son, this is what like causes him to embark on some kind of journey to like save Lumpy, which <laughs> is so much more wholesome than what we get here. That's so wholesome. <laughs> I love it. I love the idea that this device machine chair thing in their house is like, oh, we're going to show you your deepest desire. Yeah. And and Chewbacca's is, I just want a good relationship with my son. And Itchy's is like, horn. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Exactly. It's just this like, okay. (laughs) He watches it immediately. With his family right there, there in the living right room, there. like yeah, even if well what it is, even if a strange man, like a family friend, gave me porn for Christmas, 
Would you not watch it on I your would, VR headset in the same room I as your wife and child? I would not immediately, even your if I was son, curious. Your daughter-in-law and child, grandchild. Even if I was curious, I wouldn't just like, well, kind of load this baby up right now. Right now. Bam. <laughs> Let yeah, me see. Just, yeah, exactly. Especially when the guy's like raising his eyebrows at you and being like, it's one of those tapes. Yeah. See? You know? <laughs> <laughs> You have to consider maybe this is an NSFW sort of So thing. funny. Um, I guess the holographic wow comes from Diane Carroll's website. When she uh, okay. would link to her herself, that's how she described what? it. Uh, what? Uh, and, uh, and the fan site, com. Um, so a couple quick video game tie-ins. Uh, both Sondan and Mermia's voice uh, can be found in Star Wars. Well, could be found in Star Wars Galaxies uh, oh. back when that MMO was oh. still out. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, R.I.P. Star Wars Galaxies. R.I.P. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought that was that is like one of the most infamous parts of the holiday special. Yeah, it's so funny. It's very much like. Um, <clears throat> Like cyberpunk does these things. Oh yeah. Uh, with the like, I can't remember what they're called, but they're basically like living living memories. Yeah, and stuff. Uh, so, like, I also don't remember what they're called, but they're like, like you could you. you could re-experience memories that people have had. Yeah, before. and then someone could go in and edit them and make the, like tailor them to people. Like yeah. they like bespoke. I don't remember what they're called And I'm like, do we have the holiday special to thank for that? <laughs> The holiday special brought us so much that good this stuff. This doesn't occur elsewhere in Star Wars. It's such an interesting sci-fi concept. It is, and uh, yeah, I think it's a little. I think that it was tainted by the decision to make the initial. To make it this, yeah, the, to this make, is what the, the performance first, is. The first instance of it is deeply pornographic. It is so <laughs> erotic. It's so horny. I don't need horny Star Wars. Get out of here. Is, we all need horny Star Wars. I don't need <laughs> itchy ways. watching horny Star Wars. If it was... I, he needs love too, Gary. True. I, <laughs> he's an old man. Been a long time. He lives long with time. his daughter-in-law. Yeah, does he live there? Does Itchy live here? Sure seems he like does. it. I think he lives here, and I'm sure Mala isn't thrilled with the situation either. Like, yeah, he, Chewbacca's like, "Hey, just so you know, my dad's moving in, but I'm gonna go on a road leaving, trip with yeah. my buddy Han Solo." <laughs> At least Lumpy will have a nice, uh, a, good, a good male role model around <laughs> the house, and here's, here's Grandpa jerking off in the kitchen. Yep, like. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. only knows he only knows the battlefield, really. <laughs> He's known pain. He's known He's pain. Known He's pain. A Wookie. <laughs> he deserves this. So, uh, Itchy. He finishes his, uh... How do we feel? Okay, we, like, only Wait, sort of so... talked about the, the Cirque du Soleil. It's not Cirque du Soleil. I don't know why I keep saying Cirque du Soleil. It just feels like that. The circus performance at the beginning. How, how does everyone feel about... all the way back about... to the beginning? No, no, no. Well, I'm, I'm... This <laughs> is our second, over. like, musical number now. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let me start over. Sorry, guys. Yeah. This is going to be an eight-hour <laughs> episode, turns out. Um, how do we feel about these musical numbers? How do we feel about them? Yeah, um, like, I, I'm i not particularly... Like, I, I could... T- I, you could get rid of the circus number, it. and mm-hmm. I, it's fine. 
Yeah. But I liked this performance despite the fact that it has the erotic framework of Itchy. Yeah, I I I think it's a well written song. Um yeah. it 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 feels it's it's of its era it's, for sure, yeah, but I yeah. It 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 definitely in in every case in this when the song except for maybe the the final song and um the Arthur's number um it feels like something that was written like it was supposed to go on their last album but it didn't quite make the cut, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so they just perform it for this. Um, because like they happen to mention stars or something in the, yeah. in the lyrics, and so they're like, "All right, yeah, I'll sing my space song, sure." Yeah, uh, this is. I think the B. Arthur number is the only one that I really like. That mm. I'm like, this is fun. Like, I enjoy this. It, yeah. it works. It, yeah, it works so in the context of the scene. It's a show it's tune. Very yeah, much is, a show tune. Yeah. Whereas the rest are just with special guests. Would this have been, yeah, would this have been better if it was a musical rather than with special guests? I absolutely, I think, or, or, well, okay. I think that would have forced them to make it more of a narrative. Um, I think that's to the benefit of this. Yeah, but, but I think. We're looking at it from a 2021 point of view. I mm-hmm. will not be able to let go of the fact that this is written by a guy who does award shows. <laughs> like, again, I feel like well, if this was, was a cutaway writers, right? to a performance, it would be different. Yeah. Uh, I should look up this guy. Multiple, I remember looking this up on the night. There were multiple writers. Uh, but one of the, I think the director does like a ton of holiday specials. Or he did like a bunch of them. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm thinking of uh let's see if I can find him really quick. I think the the biggest detriment and I don't always say this. Okay, this isn't just uh-huh. a fanboy thing, but I think one of the biggest detriments is just not having George Lucas involved. Like yeah. this was such a nascent new thing at the time. That there was no real bar for quality or continuity or all yeah. sorts of things. And by shutting him out, you essentially were like, okay, here is the second Star Wars thing. You know, yeah. like. <laughs> so so like this guy. Ever. The guy who wrote it. One of the guys one who the wrote guys, it. Yeah. Bruce Villonk. Uh, before doing this, was writing the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. There you go. Yeah, so you yeah, that's yeah, exactly it, what it feels like. And then after this, he did just a ton of award shows. The 35th Annual Primetime Emmy Awards and most of the ones after that. <laughs> the 61st Annual Academy Awards and most of the ones after that. Yeah. And, the and 17th think... People's Choice Awards and most of the ones. Yeah, like just has been doing this for his whole life. And those shows do not have a narrative. No, and, they don't because they're <laughs> they're they're an award ceremony. Yeah, you're just you're, you're it goes to the clip, right? It's like this thing, this thing, this thing, just entertainment. Just put put exciting things in front of my eyes. Um and and in this case they just didn't get exciting things. Yeah. And Yeah, I think and, if you had if you if this had been required to be more tied to like a narrative arc and not mm-hmm. just his family waiting yeah. I would have been... It would have been more compelling. Yeah, it's one... It, you go one way or the other, right? Either you do a narratively driven thing where, like, this is just a small Star Wars story, 
or you do a variety show that happens to be set in the Star Wars universe, yeah. but it doesn't. Re- it's not beholden to some kind of half-assed story. It's just like, oh, here's weird what shit if... from Star Wars, you know? I would love to see, actually, what does a variety show for people who live in the Star Wars galaxy look like? Yeah, I think that would be great. You give, know? Me, give me episode two space opera. Yeah. Give me stuff like that. I'm I'm into like what do people who live in the Star Wars galaxy view as entertainment? We're about to see that if we continue on in the Star Wars special. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. <laughs> we We're just gonna keep detracting from this forever. Uh, I did want to yeah. say one because more thing. It's not that great. Well, I must I did want to say one more thing since we were talking about uh writers yeah. and behind the scenes guide, but the director of the Star Wars holiday special in 1968, directed the Elvis comeback special. Oh, shit. Which is a big deal <laughs> for Elvis. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was like what put it back on the map. Uh, yeah. And he also directed a bunch of other, uh, a bunch of other like uh, Christmas, like Christmas on Ice in 1990. Oh. Um, yeah, he seems like to be the, like, the special guy. Uh, mm-hmm. So, anyway. A bunch of special guys. Yeah, so Itchy gets done. He seemed very satisfied. Uh, yes, take that how you will. Very much. <laughs> uh, but Mala's not done. Mala's still anxious. Of course. Uh, Her husband's not home. So mm-hmm. she. Who knows the last time she's going to call the only other person <laughs> that might know where Han Solo is? Um. Oh, I should say that, like, her communicator, we haven't really talked about it. It's on a bookshelf. Oh, it's like. And she has to like hide. She like hides the communicator by like sliding away parts of the bookshelf. And I yeah, love that. Just like I forgot sliding about it. that. Yeah. Yeah, it has like a. It has like a. It's like um. I think we had a television set that had sliding panels like this that would like you slide them yeah, apart and the it would unveil yeah. the television behind. It's you. a very. Very like mid-century thing, I think. Um. <laughs> Because my parents still have one exactly like that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so they call none other than Princess Leia Organa. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but luckily, um, so Mala calls uh, her and 3PO is with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is good because she's on about three liters of Tauntaun tranquilizers. During oh, my scene. God. Yeah. It's so funny. Very visibly high out of her mind. <laughs> Just so not, medicated. Not even tuned in. Yeah. To the point where it's like you can't really tell because she's sitting down and the first thing they have her do is stand up and it's very clear like she's like, oh god. Oh boy, oh boy, okay. We're going up. We're going up. <laughs> oh man, Carrie Fisher, bless her heart. She's just she's clearly just in her own galaxy yep. at this point. She is. Separate from a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I mean, Carrie Fisher was always in her own galaxy, but... She was. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, but, but she's also, like... Okay, so I noticed that when we first see her, she's got, like, a typewriter on one side of her desk. She's working, like... She's doing, like, admin stuff. She's, like, a secretary at her own he's doing, palace yeah. or something. And she's got a, a typewriter on one side of her desk, and then in the middle of it, it's almost like it's supposed to be a touch screen. Like she's like flipping through things, like thumbing through things on there. 
but nothing actually moves on it because they're just clearly like yeah. painted on. She's wearing her uh, like in the Death Star costume. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, cause they haven't really invented at this point. They hadn't really invented any other costumes for Princess Leia. For Princess Leia, she kind of mm-hmm. wore or most that. characters. Yeah, she had she wore that, and then she wore uh, like her end ceremony. Her yeah, which is basically what Luke yeah. basically only has three costumes too in the original movie, where he wears like his farm boy, he wears a stormtrooper, and he wears stormtrooper, and then pilot, yeah. and then and then he has his, his metal. metal metal with a and yellow jacket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that yellow jacket. Um, yeah, it's great. Leia's scene is basically the same as Luke's. <laughs> yeah. Like the dialogue's basically exactly the same. It's <laughs> oh no, Han's not there. What do I know, Chewbacca? Oh, I'm sure Han will get you know. And she also charges. Um, she charges the guy, Art Carney's character. Um, Son- and oh yeah, Sondan. That's right. She, Sondan. She asks him to. He's like, you'll take care of them for me, won't you? Which, yeah. you know, a lot of pressure. Yeah. You know, or princess. Just, and it's almost like she just goes, because, like, it's not like she can't talk to Mala. Like, 3PO's right there. He speaks yeah. Sherwook. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't speak Sherwook. He understands Sherwook. Don't get me started it. on how terrible a translator droid uh, 3PO is. <laughs> 3PO's a bad translator droid. He is he's a bad, bad protocol droid. He, he only speaks 600, uh, 6 million he forms of communication. He says he's fluent in 6 million forms of communication. He speaks basic all the time. All the time. He, all the time. He barely can speak Ewok. Like, he butchers it. <laughs> he can't even really speak Huttese. We see him, like, trying to, like, uh, it, it, uh, 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 And it's just, like, it's, like, it's very clearly choppy. It's not fluent at all. This is this is all Anakin's fault. We have Anakin to blame for this. I love the idea that, like, C-3PO bullshit his way into this job the same way that, like, people IRL do. Light on his resume. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah, fluent in six Excel. million forms of communication. No, you're not. <laughs> no, not. You're, you're fluent in one, at best. <laughs> I can use Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to work Excel. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 think that, I think that there's probably just a limitation on the, like, shitty microchip that, uh, that Anakin dug out of the trash yeah, on Tatooine. Yeah, he built him out of a box. Like yeah. he's like full of malware and stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but he can't. He can't speak Sith. Stab. No, right. he cannot. He can't. Well, no, he he can. He he's not allowed to. He's not allowed to. Yeah, he's like I won't say that. He has the proper in the language of Mordor, which I shall not do. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So 3PO and Leia have had no contact with uh, Chewbacca. Um, they do tell Sondan to take care of. She tells Sondan to take care of her. Uh, Sondan mm-hmm. then asks for one of her famous Wookiee Wookies. Oh, yep. Um, which <clears throat> one of Mala's famous Wookiee Wookies? That's, I'm pretty sure it's a euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so then they end the communication. Mm-hmm. Um, we get another look at how, uh, at the fact that, uh, they do arrive. Han and Chewbacca do finally arrive at Kazook. They do. Um, which before anyone corrects me, um, in the holiday special, in the very beginning, they established Chewbacca's home planet is called Kazook. 
Mm-hmm. So Kashik it's, otherwise. It's, Everywhere else they pronounce it incorrectly. (laughs) Uh, But here it's pronounced Kazook, so. I think they asked 3PO how to uh, pronounce it for this holiday special. Don't trust him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, So Han and and Chewie, they arrive at Kazook and we see the Falcon landing. Um, And then they cut to uh, Chewbacca's family just after... uh, just after uh, they ended their phone call, and there's a knock at the door, and Mala answers excitedly, and so and Lumpy <gasps> gets excited too. He comes downstairs because here comes Chewbacca, uh, and it's not Chewbacca; it's nope. Stormtroopers, Imperial it's Stormtroopers, and mm-hmm. this Imperial officer asshole. Yeah, <laughs> one of the Imperial Stormtroopers is considerably shorter than the other one. <laughs> Which makes me think He's in disguise, yeah. don't question it We also have a DJ Death Squad uh, Commander guy It's uh, so weird that these dudes are here probably just Why everywhere. are they not We only have ever seen them In the like Death Star But we really only see Imperial troops Like on the Death Star And then like one or two scenes No I mean Star like Star. the Death Squad The DJ Death yeah, Squad but my Commander. point is in, in, in the first Star Wars you really only see them on the. On you really only star. see Imperials in general on the Death Star. Oh yeah. So there would be uh, no we reason see for them. Imperial officers in them. multiple places. We see them. I mean, we see them aboard the Tantive Four. We see them on Tatooine. You don't see officers on Tatooine. No. You, okay, you're right. We only see stormtroopers on Tatooine. But my point is, is if I you mean, only have I'm the asking one, why the Death Squad commander is here? Well, if I'm just saying, if you only have the one movie to look at. For all you know, all of these guys can go anywhere. Do anything. They're just right. all multi-purpose. And it's not until... Because, I mean, the... like, the Rebel Vanguards have similar helmets, so it could just so. be a style thing, you yeah. know? So, yeah, it's a... I don't think... I, I think it's fair if you only have the one controversial. movie. Controversial. Adversarial. I think mm-hmm. if you only have the one movie, you don't know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're right. We don't know what these guys <laughs> actually do. Um. Mm-hmm. So... Luckily, that when the stormtroopers come or the imperial come here for an inspection, mm-hmm. uh, we have Sandan here, and Sandan is good at always selling. He yep. is. He is ABC. He's, he's always be closing. He's Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Um. He does a great job. He tries to sell. Uh. Well, first of all, he mentions some Sandan lore. That mm-hmm. his brother's boy is an imperial service. Uh, oh. so his nephew, uh, works for the Empire, which I think is... Possibly. I yeah. mean, it could just be another fabrication, but yeah. Uh, I mean, he hasn't lied at all, has he? I think he... Uh, he has, uh, told Mala that he's sending a carpet to her when he's not. <laughs> well, oh, in a manner well. of speaking, from a certain point yeah. of view. <laughs> from a racist point of view, yes. Yes. Chewbacca is a carpet. Um... A certain point of view, yes, he is sending. That was also traveled. Uh, it was made by hand, solo. Mm-hmm. Um, he then tries to sell another device that's made for all entertainment. All entertainment. <laughs> and he tries to sell it to the DJ Death Squad commander. Um, I don't know why Mostly in the middle of this. Case at first. Yeah, because he's when they're looking through, they're looking through the apartment, and he finds this. Um, this, I believe, was the gift he gave to Mala. This That's is, so funny. This is the thing that he gave to Mala that he made Mala kiss him for. 
Yeah. This for this? Yeah. This. I mean, it's basically a TV. Basically, gave her a like a full TV. Basically, TV to briefcase that only plays MTV. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so he turns it on, and it's like a diorama hologram projector. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Imperial, to his credit, sits through an entire performance of Jefferson Starship. An Incredible. entire, yeah. He watches the whole thing. He watches the whole thing. Yeah. Um, we we get we get the first example, the first example of a lightsaber microphone. Yes. In the performance yeah. by Jefferson's Starship. Yeah. We would later see one in Visions. We do see one in Visions in Tatooine, Tatooine Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you, Jefferson Starship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I just love the idea that, like, the folks at whatever anime studio worked on Tatooine Rhapsody were fans of the holiday special. Yeah, exactly. And what a, we don't really get any information on what this band is is apart from that they're called jefferson starship um i don't think we even get that they're called jefferson starship in the special in the special yeah there's no like this is and now yeah like, <laughs> so so they do, they do at the beginning they say and jefferson starship oh yeah, sure sure but that's show, like yeah. for us the earth audience that's true. yeah they they tell us all the guests and stuff i think that um because we don't know what the musical genres are in this yeah. universe, except that jazz no, is jizz. jizz. It's it's a whole. So separate I think that their thing. genre would jazz. definitely be uh, Rick. Rick. Rick and Rill. Rick, Rick and Rill. I like it. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars. I'm glad you didn't say uh, it was something Fallen, else. More gross. Fallen Order has uh-huh. music in the opening sequence on. Oh, Broca, there's tons of diegetic is... music. In, there's tons in, of diegetic uh, music, but like there's oh, a very geez. particular. There is like a Norwegian metal band that is playing oh, on the headphones that Cal Kestis has. Yeah. Well, there's, oh, there's, while he's like working on the ships, cutting the wings off. There's DJ Rex <laughs> at. Um, that is true. At the uh, cantina in Galaxy's Edge. That is Edge. true. You're not playing... wrong. DJ Rex, a can... future guest to the show, Brian Green's canonical son. If people have listened to other uh, <laughs> franchise, uh, no, uh, Theme Park This. If people listen it. to Theme Park This, uh, Brian has talked about Rex a lot. Yeah, oh, Rex really? is great. <laughs> I love Rex. Rex is um, awesome. But yeah, so Rex uh, is the cantina guy. Uh, there yeah, he's a little robot. He used to be the pilot of Star Tours. If you would like, yeah, if you would like, um, and he's still effective in the Star Tours line, if you walk by. Um, yeah. But if you'd like, on Spotify, you can listen to the entire uh, diegetic Star Wars music that's from music. Uh, that's from the cantina and just around the. Hey, didn't you tell me you were putting together a Spotify? Oh, yeah, it's already on there. All? Yeah, I have one. Okay, you just share Spotify. it to me so that I can link it to people. You can sh- yeah, I'll share it. Um, Send me that link, please. There's Java Flow. Java Flow. Um, Java Chicken in the great. pot. I even but include, there's also which, there's also the Imperial March plays in solo. Chicken in the pot is the best one. Yeah, Imperial March is is on there. Imperial March. Yeah, we now know that that's propaganda music. Yeah. It is propaganda music, which I kind well, of in a love. Different key, I love that. Yeah. In a different key, it's propaganda. Mm. Music. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it sounds bombastic. It's propaganda. Yeah. But uh, Chicken in the Pot is probably one of the most one of the best like. Uh, like freestanding 
you know, yeah. by its own merits, good song. <laughs> so yeah, so we watched this whole rock. This is my least favorite musical number. Is it? Yeah. Do you do we want to talk about Jefferson Airplane? <laughs> yeah, we can talk about Jefferson Airplane or Starship, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, they they were a band that did it. Okay, I don't have anything up right now. This is from me Googling two weeks ago. <laughs> they they were a band that had performed together for years, and they broke up, and then they reunited for this. For this. Renamed mm-hmm. themselves Starship because it's Star Wars, and then continued to perform for years. Under that new name. Under the new name. Yeah. Which is delightful to me. Like, good for them (laughs) for banking on the success of the Star Wars (laughs) holiday special, I guess. And good for the holiday special for breathing life into this, into this defunct band. Yeah, the Star Wars holiday special didn't give us anything. (laughs) It gave us the band that performed Tim's least favorite number from the holiday Uh, special. (laughs) Well, you know what? Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. They I got the band back together. That's the thing. Imagine, okay, you're a member of a band that mm-hmm. used to perform together that had like, I don't know how much success, success. Jefferson Airplane had, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but they broke up. And then they got a call that was like, hey, do you want to be on the Star Wars holiday special? The biggest movie that came out last year? <laughs> you'll You'll be... You'll be performing f- for Chewbacca's family. <laughs> and you're um, like, you know what? I hate to break this to us, but I'm going through the Wikipedia, and it does not appear that this is true. Uh, in 1974, they were they had toured as Jefferson Starship before. Oh, they to- oh, interesting. Why? It's interesting they changed their name. Like I thought that they changed their name for this. That's interesting. Um, and they did. They did write. They did perform the light. Light the sky on fire is the name of the song. Uh-huh. Uh Specifically for the Star Wars holiday special. Um, it was released as like an EP. This one felt like the most explicitly like sci-fi sort of song. Yeah, I think that this song. This song. This song feels like it could be written. In that galaxy far, far away, you know? Um, But I also agree that it it just, it sounds like most hard rock songs from from that era. (laughs) It's like late 70s, it's like, it's borderline psychedelic rock. Yeah, and and the fact that you can't really see the the band very well, because it's all in like weird low lighting with, with... like some neon stuff it it's it kind of takes you out of the performance um i i definitely like listen to it but then i zone out of watching it yep. whenever i yep the special. exactly <laughs> i think um, we talked over this yeah we definitely yeah. did and every time i've watched it i just kind of like i'm like exactly with kevin yeah. like, it's like yeah it's another rock song whatever yeah <laughs> um so yeah so uh the dj death squad commander is unimpressed by that performance uh, watches the whole thing, the whole though. Thing, He's though. like, oh, I'll humor you. Uh, but then the, his uh, Imperial commander is like, come on, we need to keep searching the house. So they keep searching the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lumpy decides this is a good time. Pull up his little portable TV, <laughs> put on some headphones, mm-hmm. look around, make sure none of the uh, Imperials are watching. 
and watch his mm. cartoons. Oh yeah, he watches well, this cartoon. I I do want to bring up right before this all this happens mm-hmm. when um when they're searching the house, the imperial officer says to Mala, um, when my men get angry, I am not always able to control them, which. Which to Yikes. me, to me, there's this implication of the Imperials being like, like brutes, you know, like we've always seen them as being extremely disciplined and, and, um, you know, like always falling into line and stuff. And for this no, officer to say, like, I have I, no control over my troops, I'll just I get think, mad at you. <laughs> I think that this is him excusing them yes. doing what Imperials always what do, do, which is yeah. authoritarianism. Yeah, it just seems like of all the things you're going to get mad at and like just ransack this place and like come like do a war crime it's going to be over this family that you think might have a fugitive wookiee with them but they're just all wookiees so like what yeah. are you going to do when you find him like it's like it's just it just strikes me as a weird i i think that he's just a bad officer like he's just yeah. telling her hey look i have no control over these guys yeah. they're really scary please <laughs> we really need this job to go well <laughs> Please comply. Vader will choke <laughs> me if I don't get this right. <laughs> but anyway, yes, the cartoon. The cartoon, the cartoon. is uh, very clearly uh, rebel propaganda. Um, mm-hmm. I like that it the the title card is in a different language. That's a cool little touch. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the animation. How do we feel about the animation? It's so... I don't like how anyone's face looks. It, <laughs> it is It is certainly a style. They're all bad faces. Yeah. Um, Luke this looks like handsome Squidward. Han Solo. Luke does look yeah. like Hans- handsome Squidward. Yeah, Luke looks like <laughs> handsome Squidward. Handsome Squidward, Luke, and um, long Han Solo. Han Solo looks like yeah, butthead. Han Solo... Yeah, he looks like butthead. Beavis and butthead. He just, uh, he's got the he Brock does. thing going on. He can't open his damn um, eyes. In the very beginning, so the the plot of the cartoon is uh, uh, Chewbacca needs help because <laughs> he and Han have been captured while looking have, for yeah. a tal- like a, a talisman, a that, mystical talisman, yeah, that makes people invisible. Um, it's the most yeah. MacGuffin-y MacGuffin yeah. ever because they never mention the talisman itself again. Nope, after never, this. never. <laughs> uh, they're aided with uh, someone I assume is high up in the. Uh, I was Leia and Han, or Leia and Luke and three PO are there with someone I assume is high up in the Rebel military, uh, Doctor Robotnik. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I assumed he was like a Dodonna. Like I think substitute. he was supposed to be, but he just looks like. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like Robotnik. Robotnik. Um, yeah. So uh, General Eggman. Literally, General Eggman. <laughs> um, so Luke goes to rescue them. He takes uh, he takes three PO and R two. Um, and he is in a Y wing. Yeah, he's in a Y wing, which we've never seen him fly really anything other than an X wing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really like Luke uh flying a Y wing. 
And he's apparently pretty good at it because he skips it across the tomato soup planet. He does. Yeah. <laughs> it's really confusing. Like the the We're editing supposed to of believe this cartoon that Luke is, is a really great weird. pilot of anything he gets yeah. into. Yeah. But he's following You know what's weird is, is like I believe he's this following the Falcon, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they keep cutting to him talking and then cutting to exteriors of the Falcon. But then mm-hmm. cutting to him in yes, the... It's, yeah. It's very confusing. Yeah. I was like, is he in the Falcon? And then it took until he's actually like skipping across the water in the Y-Wing. That's when I was like, oh, this is the one that they're piloting. Han is in the Falcon. Yeah. And then and then what we'll get to. Yeah. So uh, he crash lands because that's Luke is terrible at landing. Yeah. We see I, him. I was about to say, I, I, it, it's weird because like this just puts Luke into a different ship, and we're supposed to supposed to assume that he knows what he's doing or knows how to pilot this different ship. But like, if you shove Anakin into any ship and let him fly it, I am more likely to believe that he'll be able to do this than I am for Luke. Oh, you don't? Believe I don't know why that is. He's the best yeah. bush pilot in the galaxy. Yeah, I guess Luke that was special edition. So back then, this. But didn't we got be. to yeah. see. Mm-hmm. We got to see. We got to see Anakin pilot a lot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I'm much more likely to believe that Anakin can pilot shit. He flies both a pod racer and an actual Naboo like right. starship yeah, he in but, when he's like Luke. ten, nine, nine he years acts, old. He acts very confused by the Naboo starfighter at first, and then he's like, oh, but no, he actually, it's just like Potter. And then he also I mean, yeah. destroys the droid control ship. But Luke used yeah. to bullseye Womp Rats in his T-16 back home. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think seeing it is better than saying it. I think, yeah. it, for sure. I think he flies pretty well. He lands terribly. He he's a terrible lander. Yeah. Bad at landing. He um, True. The only time we see him <laughs> land, like, successfully was when Vader literally had to give them permission, allow him to land. He specifically <laughs> said, allow him to land. He wasn't piloting at the time, right? No, He's... he was. Uh, when and he they got f- tractor beamed. No, I'm thinking of, uh, he uh, allows him to fin- to land at Cloud City. Yeah. Oh, he does. Okay, sorry, I thought you were going to go to no, the Return he... of the Jedi thing when... Yeah, no, he he's... Yeah, so yes, he does get to land there, Gary. One time. We yeah. see him land nicely once. once. Um, and then he crashes um, sometime between Return of the Jedi and Episode Eight. He crashes. He crashes into Dagobah. Yeah. Into Dagobah, of course. He crashes the snow speeder on Hoth. Yep. I mean, theoretically, he must land back at on Yavin at the Yavin base That's after true. blowing up the Death Star. Yeah, he has to. He can't even have droid support there because R two got fried. R two got yeah messed up. This is the Welcome to New Republic Archives, where we discuss how terrible Luke Skywalker is at everything. <laughs> He's just bad at things. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, so um, so so back to the soup planet. The tomato he soup crashes planet. into the tomato, tomato soup, soup planet. planet. Uh, I feel like we could do a whole episode on just this, like yeah, which twelve minutes. This is the only thing they released on Disney Plus. Those cowards. Yeah, so they released this whole cartoon on Disney Plus. If you'd like to watch it, I do not even remember what it's called. Um, but it's on there. It's in the like Disney yeah. Legacy stuff. Yeah. Um, so you can watch this easily on Disney Plus if you'd like. But like I said, the whole thing, the whole holiday special is on YouTube. So 
It's to the point where when I was first learning about the holiday special, I thought it was all a cartoon because this was all that was like readily available at that time was the cartoon. And then I was like, wait, what's this about Chewie? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone does That's reprise right. their voices, which is good. Yeah. Um, so uh, Luke crashes his uh, Y-Wing and I think it's cool. A little cockpit part comes apart. Like the little mm-hmm. cockpit part comes out of comes off of the Y part, um, mm-hmm. and he's sitting there trying to get to the Falcon to rescue mm-hmm. Han, um, and he sees a dinosaur, um, and the dinosaur is going to eat him. Yep. Until the dinosaur is shot. Yeah. By none other. By none other than Boba Fett. Himself. Y'all want to know what this is called on Disney Plus? What is it called? The story of the faithful Wookiee. Oh. <laughs> I guess that, I mean. What? Sure. What? What? No, 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 no. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It is a story that includes a faithful Wookiee. <laughs> yes, so. Vintage Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it, Boba Fett is riding a different dinosaur. Um, he's using the, the gun that the Mandalorian uses. Yeah. Uh, which I love the Mandalorian for. Oh, great. I yeah. do love the Mandalorian for using the same gun. Uh, same gun. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, we're going to go help, uh, we're going to go find your friends, because that's what I'm looking for as well. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. And then... <laughs> and then they go, and, uh, Chewbacca is using the talisman. Yeah, we do see the talisman again, the MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Um, Did we, by the way, mention that this was Boba's first appearance ever? It is, first it is technically his first appearance that you could ever see Boba Doesn't have the that. same coloration that he'll yeah, have he's a little he bluer, like yeah. a little more cobalt than green. Yeah, it's more like what if we, white and gray. Mm-hmm. What if we go in like uh, Boba's uh, like. In in Book of Boba Fett, we see his like he's got an old armor that's like this these colors. Oh, Flashback, young Boba in like proto armor, <laughs> or he's like he's like oh I've got a bunch of these armors now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, so he we see we see it like um like Iron Man's like hall of ba- armor. like I was gonna say like yeah I was gonna say bat the Batcave has like a bunch of different armor sets in one of yeah. those movies too yeah. Well, I, I, so I was reading about this, and so Boba Fett's design was like a, a an early concept for Darth Vader, uh, which they repurposed for him. Yeah. In, a lot uh, of that in Star Empire. Wars. Yeah. And so, except it was all white. Yeah. yeah. Like his original design was all white. And, and so for the cartoon, they that's when they were like, okay, let's actually give him some color, because it probably looked kind of unfinished. With the animation, like this weird, like people were probably like, "Is this just a stormtrooper? Like, what is this?" Yeah. Um. So it's interesting that they went with that, and then because you you had to figure, you know, George Lucas was working on Empire at this point, and they were probably still figuring out the armor color and stuff for him. And then so this was in a way like sort of a like a test to see what that looked like Before in action. Where we get like tweaked green. It a little more. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> Which is cool. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, the, the end, end of the cartoon is basically, guess what? Boba Fett's a bad guy, betrays them, takes the talisman, but at least they got their friends. Um, (laughs) 
Boba Fett wins. Boba Fett also, wins. And we yeah. we learned that like R two. So what? Like so C so three PO, um, and R two witness Boba talking to Darth Vader and being like, "Yes, I plan on betraying them." Yeah. And uh-huh. Darth Vader's like, "Ah, you truly are the best bounty hunter in the galaxy." And you're like, "This is why everyone actually loves Boba Fett. Yeah. This is proof that he's a good he's good at what he does." Yeah, yeah. and then. And then later they're like, wow, Boba Fett's like a great guy. And R2's like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> nah. And they're like, what? And then C-3PO is like, uh, that doesn't match with like his memory framework or something. Yeah. Because we, oh, like, sorry, forgot to mention, uh, we totally watched him. Um, yeah, we knew he was Openly plotting to, to betray uh-huh. you. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, and then. Yeah, and then when he leaves, uh, Chewie is like, like you know, like I knew it all along. Which, which three people none of you speak Sherwook, you assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "How did you know, Chewie?" And his response is that Boba just didn't smell right. Yeah, um, smell right. I, I'm assuming that he has the same kind of affliction like as Tarkin guy. with Tarkin's foul stench. Oh, I think foul that, stench. <laughs> Tarkin, Tarkin and Boba Fett have the same condition. I like that better. I was thinking <laughs> it was just evil. in the armor, everything just kind of gets soaked up. Oh, like especially yes. moving around, and he's been on Tatooine gross. a while, and now this tomato soup planet. <laughs> does does evil have a smell? In the Star Wars galaxy. It oh, very well might. I thought that was the name of your new novel. Yeah, does evil have a smell? <laughs> the Scent of Evil. That's gotta be the, the name. The Scent of Evil, a Star Wars story. <laughs> I, I will say I really love the shot of, of Boba Fett as they're putting it together that he's betrayed them. As he just backpedals with his gun out. Oh, <laughs> like pointing it at people. And then is like... You haven't said the last of me, and then like jets off. You would think that he would be what we know about Boba Fett. I thought that he would probably just like blast them all. Like, oh, they figured me out. Die, you know. But no, I'm just gonna run away. No, I'm just gonna and get he, out of here. Yeah, he turns on his jetpack <laughs> and gets the hell out of there. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, it's great. The best, all great. The best thing about this cartoon is that it's interspersed occasionally with. Like Lumpy trying to hide it from the Imperials, <laughs> looking yeah. like he's like, "Oh, is no one watching me watch this cartoon right now?" Like he's, yeah, like he's watching is porn in the living room or something. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't figure out if he was like trying to watch it for some kind of clue. Like, how do I, how do I get out I'm of this situation? This show. Well, the thing is, like, the stormtroopers are there to find Chewbacca, right? And <laughs> he he's watching imperial propaganda. He's about watching rebellion dad. propaganda about his dad. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, it's like, ah, oh, remind yourself to be strong. Watch Papa on the television so that we can remind My ourselves. My dad is strong, and I can be strong. <laughs> and then the stormtroopers come up, and by the end of the cartoon, they're like, "What the hell is that?" And we get that amazing freeze frame uh-huh. of of Lumpy's face, like. Like, oh shit! <laughs> it's my Steam profile picture, and it has been for a very so long time. Good. It's so is that particular good. I frame. Love it. Um, <laughs> it's something about the teeth. The teeth. It's the something teeth. about Lumpy's teeth that are just—they're all kind of on his lips. Yeah, like they're not behind his lips; they're on. Them. Yeah, uh, it's very good. Uh, meanwhile, the the 
uh, Imperials have been just tearing apart Lumpy's room. Like, just completely, Whoa. like... What could they possibly the be looking for? Like, complete dicks the about head it. Off his stuff, Bantha. Yeah. Bantha. They're just like it's like a scorched earth they're, thing. They're but, literally but, but not like looking really, for anything. They're just making a mess. Yeah, they're like, hey, yeah, they're really not, wreck the shit Han out of this. Han Solo's not hiding inside that stuff, Bantha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's not going to come out of there. Yeah, there's you not a lot of hiding spaces in their it. house. Uh, it is kind of cool because, like, the prop department had to, like, make a bunch of Star Wars props just to get completely, like, thrown across the... <laughs> Except that sometimes they'll just have a box where it's like, that's from Home Depot. Like, it just it's just clearly a plastic box. <laughs> like, it probably still has the label on the bottom and everything. Really? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so he, he gets caught watching it. Um, he gets his little... TV thing destroyed. Yeah. Aww. And the band that destroyed. just kicked to shit. Well, no, the TV thing's fine, right? Does it get destroyed? No, he slams it on the ground. Oh. Yeah. Not very sturdy. Not, that's, those aren't quality Kashuk parts, then. Probably made, <laughs> probably made in Karelia on some sort of factory line. Yeah. <laughs> crap. Uh, um. But yeah, so uh, they, they go through and they don't find anything... So they're like, well, I guess we better leave. Um, which, of course, as we're cleaning up, as Lumpy's cleaning up, he's like, well, I guess I can watch one more show <laughs> on a different. So I feel like if you're doing a Star Wars holiday special drinking game, the mm -hmm. amount of different things that they watch things on, they watch they don't ever watch anything on the same thing. Like, there's not, like, a family TV that everyone just turns on and watches stuff on the family TV. There's mm -hmm. the TV thing in the kitchen that Mala watches the the thing on. Yeah. There's, like, the holographic table. There's the mm -hmm. the new screen that Sandan gave Mala that's, VR. like, a... Uh -huh. it's, mm -hmm. And then there's the VR. Uh, and then there's the, like, uh, Lumpy's little portable... Screen yeah. that he watches the cartoon on, and this is a new screen. This is a completely different screen mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that uh, Lumpy just turns on, and I <laughs> do not know what this Harvey Corman sketch is. <laughs> it is. It's it's the instructions for his communicator. He is trying okay. to. He is trying to figure out how to use this thing to. To what is it? To to mimic the officers orders yeah to get them to leave okay but but this informational video could not be more useless to the user <laughs> it's so useless <laughs> it's how long is this video it's not long it's two it's a bunch of minutes it's a bunch of physical comedy by harvey corman who is an android we that figured is breaking out. down it's, about, it's yeah. only about four minutes long Four it minutes. Feels like, it feels, feels like feels like an era. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's so long. It's but yeah, and Harvey Corman does a bunch of like, oh, I'm a robot, like yeah. jokes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and when they can't d quite do that joke to try to to try to um, emphasize that, they'll do a lot of weird editing things where they'll just like loop him doing something yeah. a few times. <laughs> it's like. It's, it's so it's, it's really so bad. bad. And <laughs> it uh however, 
I believe it is the only the first like actual android. Yeah. And the only that I can think of. Do we have any Star Wars droids that look like I like passable for humans? Passable androids. Can't think of any. Like we have dro- like yeah, they're always very clearly droids when you look at them. Yeah. We decide we figured out while watching Lobot is a cyborg. He is he's a cyborg, cyborg, right? Not a not yeah. an android. Yeah, yeah. We see in Clone Wars there's another there's a um I don't remember Greedo's species right now. Rodians. A Rodian that, that also has that device who like didn't used to, but we does acqui- has acquired oh, okay. it previous to the series, mm-hmm. so right, it's right, like right, established right. Yeah. that this is like an attachment that's given. It's to like you. a prosthetic sort of yeah. thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he might be the only android, at least in, at least in the movies. You know, Clone Wars spans so much that I wouldn't be surprised if there was. I'm trying really hard to think of if I can remember any like. I don't think there are. I think it's it's probably a very distinct decision, not to mm-hmm. do that. Um, yeah. So yeah. So let's less said about that weird sketch, the better I think. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very bad. Apologies if that's your favorite part of the holiday special. I forgot but. all about it until you brought it up before we started. Um, <laughs> so uh, we fade out and we come back because there's like literally even like in the special, they're like, we have no idea what to do after this. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. we come back and uh, the Imperials are all still there. And they're like, oh, we have to watch this mandatory broadcast of Tatooine. That the Imperial so Council good. decided everybody watch to see how poor the Outer Rim is. Like, literally, <laughs> it's... like, And they say, like, we will proceed without any further comment on the the uh, lack of moral quality of this yeah. scene. Or it's just like, <laughs> look at these fucking savages. That's <laughs> literally why they decided to broadcast this. So, um, we go to the same cantina. That was Yay. in Moss Eisley. Um, but With a golden girl at the bar. Yeah, B. Arthur plays Akmina, who yeah. is the bartender. Um, this is, I have to say, probably my favorite part of the holiday special. It's good. This she's... this whole bit. Give me give me Star Wars cheers. Yes. Yeah. She's she crushes it. She feels she just owns the scene. Um she feels completely like she belongs in this yeah. space. It feels very lived in. Um and uh, even 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 though the humor is pretty dated, I still it still gets a laugh it's out of delightful. me. Um, particularly with the creepy volcano head guy. Yeah, yeah. Also Har- Harvey Corman again. Yeah, who, uh, who has a crush on this bartender and thinks that she is also reciprocating that interest because he said she told him to come back soon or something. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's doing the creepy thing where like the customer service worker is nice to you because that's their job. Yeah. And so then you yeah. think that that means he thinks that, it means something. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Yeah. He's he is he's very much a creep. Um he even grabs her from behind to tell her that like he feels something more mm, for her. Yeah. That's uh, bad. But I she thought, takes it all in stride. She does. She's a professional. Um and she I thought when he did that cuz he doesn't order one of those which is the same thing that Luke orders yeah. when he comes into the one of those. Oh, one of those. Yeah. He's like, yeah. and exactly. he does the same yeah. thing. He reaches over the bar and grabs uh, Woo Her, the bartender, by the shirt. Mm-hmm. At a point, like he grabs him. Like imagine if you're at a bar and you did that. You just grab the bartender. 
I would no, never. <laughs> and just and just never. pointed at the beer. Can I get one of those? What are those? Give me one of those. Like, <laughs> Luke is an absolute savage. Anyway, Luke yeah. if it was a place I <laughs> no had been manner. before and the bartender knew me, I might. Yeah, do if that. I was friends with the bartender, but yeah, give I mean, me one of those. This guy thinks he's friends. It's established that Luke. It's Luke's first time in the bar at that time. Yeah, and he just sure. grabs the bartender. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, he'll be dead if he's not um, careful. He'll a, be we, dead. Uh, we get we get a giant rat. We get an R-O-U-S. We get an R-O-U-S. Rodent of it's, unusual size. It's great. I love him. It's just so in the corner. Funny. It's in yep. a corner seat in the cantina. Yep. <laughs> I love when Star Wars is just like, you know what, screw it, and just uses like either weirdly sized animals or just animals. Yeah. Like yeah. snakes. I mean, that was the cantina, because the cantina was literally just... What kind of masks you got? Just yeah, get exactly. them in here. Like for get a lot of them, here. there was like the in the original. They've replaced him, I believe, in the special edition. But it was mm. just a wolf guy. There was just a wolf man. No, well, see the th- the fun thing about the wolf man is even though they replaced him in the special edition, he's in Last Jedi. He's in Last Jedi. He's in Rebels several times. Yeah, um, but is Rebels he a used boffin? less of that. No, he's not a no, boffin. No, they're like a different. They're like a different. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Just a wolf man. He's literally <laughs> just, uh, yeah. Uh, he, uh, yeah, like I think uh, Ry- uh, Rise of Skywalker has a literal chimpanzee uh, scientist. Yep, yep, That's yep. dope. I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just love it. And I think Dagobah has like snakes, just like straight up. Snakes. Oh, the wolf. Yeah, 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 yeah. Snakes. I was thinking about mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely straight up snakes they're, because they're like pythons clone, and they're like boring clone wars, pythons. Clone Wars, he's on the trash planet that they find uh, Spider Mall on. Yes, there's mm-hmm. just a snake there. There's a snake. <laughs> the yeah, uh, I love it the, when Star Wars the Wolfman, the Wolfman species also shows up in the 2D Clone Wars show, and they're called um, Shistavenen. Shistavenen. Um, the hell more. More interesting, <laughs> in my opinion, is that the specific wolfman in the cantina is known as Lack Sivrak. Oh! Um, he was in the cantina. He met and fell in love with Dice Ibagon, a Force-sensitive member of the Alliance, and joined the Rebel cause, and piloted a T-65B X-Wing starfighter during the Battle Yo, of Endor. what? Yo! <laughs> Good they for totally him. sliding doors to each other. He and Luke could have been. They they had like these brief little. <laughs> t- I love this. Together. <laughs> you want to know amazing. how all of that story is written? In Star the Wars, the Force Collection cards. Of course they are. It's all just trading card knowledge. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I love that the Star Wars canon canon again in quotes. Uh, I love that Star Wars mythology can come from a bunch of different sources like trading cards and the RPG books and any other thing where people were like, we just want to make Star Wars content and there isn't lore. So we're just going to bullshit our way through this. Yeah. Here's a, here's a Star Wars story on popsicle sticks. (laughs) Yeah. I've been handed an update. Um, it looks like it was actually a, a legend story that became canon because of the, 
Wow. So the only way it's force it, the only way it is canon is because it's on those force cards. <laughs> That's dope. Though. But it was it's had as much of a journey as Lack Sivrak has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on its journey to canon. And Wikipedia rabbit holes are just the best. Um, they're so good there's so many good things like this where you could dig into it and be like oh hey did you know that this species shows up in the Kenobi book that is now essential legends yeah yep which no one knows what that means but yeah Um, they have a a Wikipedia page for apes yep yeah yep it's fantastic they have a Wikipedia page for like color <laughs> like for like weird like abstract things uh-huh. that it's just like you should know what this is but there's a yeah. this is what That's it is dumb. in Star Wars yeah <laughs> um, so yeah back to the holiday special um, so maybe I'll just call this one back to the holiday special yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna you we have you can't just keep naming it everything this edit's gonna suck Tim yeah it is um, yeah sorry it's fine it's fine uh We'll we'll get through this. We'll all get through this. Just like watching the holiday special. We'll all got through. We'll it. get through this. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So I. Uh, even though, so this is where like the story of this gets thrown off. So like, look how miserable. Like we're watching this to see how miserable everyone is in this. Like in on Tatooine, right? Uh, and they're doing this, and she's like, "Okay, like bye, guys. Like oh, next customer." But then. The Empire goes, there's a mandatory curfew. Everyone needs to go back to their homes. Yeah. And it's like, why would you do this in the middle of the broadcast? Bite yourself in the ass. Yeah. You're trying to show the whole galaxy, and then you're also showing that you're, like, putting under a authoritarian. You're a fascist. You're really yeah. undercutting your propaganda here. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like they timed it. Yeah. Almost. Like, clearly this curfew did not exist earlier. No. And then they're like, watch what we can do to these savages, and then just, like, impose their authoritarian shit on them, and it's like, that doesn't they make me want to live under They think people in the galaxy work. are gonna root for them being oppressive. I guess so. Yeah, they're... they're they don't, Look at the civilization they're bringing to this hive of scum and villainy. Yeah. <laughs> no more fun. Like, that's <laughs> all it says to me. <laughs> no volcano head guy you can't flirt with the bartender tonight oh yeah uh oh, he okay. drinks his drink by he has a volcano for a head and he drinks his drink yeah. by pouring the drink into the volcano hole it's bad i, love it. I it's hate really it gross. i like it's it really though. gross i like it <laughs> we need more like weird stuff like that though in star wars i feel like i agree we need more weird stuff like that that one though is it freaks me out for sure i don't like it <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, I feel like, especially with the the Disney Star Wars, they didn't, they really didn't want to go bold with their aliens. There was nothing yeah, that, like... Sometimes they do. Like, titty sloths and those uh, are pretty good. fish grandmas. Oh, yeah. I think, I think... Everyone knows what we're talking about. Am I allowed to talk about, about Last Jedi on this uh, yes. podcast? Yeah, we always do. Okay. We literally we do love all the time. Yeah, okay. Last Jedi here. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think that Last Jedi is the... Takes the biggest swings with its aliens. That's true. Um, I agree. There was a deleted yeah. scene in Last Jedi that has a great alien that I'm sad got cut. It's the the Which Warwick one? Davis. Uh, yes, yeah. the weird baby. Yeah, the oh. freaky baby. Yeah. Oh man, I love that. Really bummed thing. he got I'm cut. So good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> could you imagine if Canto Bite was longer? 
It would. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's what it needs. Maybe it needs to. Maybe people special will warm back edition. Up to it. Last yeah. tonight's special edition. Give me more Canto. It's like bite. an hour of Canto bite. <laughs> Like, yes. Screw all the haters. I don't give a shit. If they had made Galaxy's Edge uh, Canto Bite instead oh. of <laughs> Batu, <laughs> come have um, fun at Canto Bite. But yeah, so there's uh, a whole song and dance number about how, you know, it's basically like it's closing time song mm-hmm. for the kids. Closing time. It's closing time. And yeah, and, and B. Arthur nails it. It's a whole number. Um,. She kind of, she kind of, yeah. She really, she really. It's good. It. Yeah, I think it's good. And she dances with kind of different aliens and stuff, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's just fun. I love a good uh, tavern musical number. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it. Uh, like, I, did we talk about this? Like the Gaston song, you know? Gaston. Like, it's yes, we did talk about this. <laughs> An RDA. Yeah, it's an RDA master of the house. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's all it, it, good. like. It's what I, it's, it, it works in Star Wars. It fits. Yeah. I mean, the, the first time we hear diegetic music is in a tavern in Star Wars. Is in so. a tavern. Exactly. Um, so yeah. So, um, that's my favorite. That's definitely my favorite part of the whole special. Uh, yes. is that, Most yeah, we get basically all the, all the greatest hits of the cantina. You get your, I don't mm-hmm. know, your snaggletooths, you get your walrus mans, you've got your, you know, um, it looks like Figure and Dan and the Muddle Nodes are still playing up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and you even get you get a cool new uh, arrangement of the of the Cantina Band song. Yeah, as well as um, the Arthur's number turns into it, like it yeah. uses it borrows the theme from it later, which I I thought was really cool. Yeah, that's <clears throat> yeah, great. Um, so yeah, so we got done with that mandatory broadcast that all of the Empire had to watch. Ah. <laughs> um, and, uh, Lumpy <laughs> starts to get a little, uh, uppity at the, uh, mm. and starts to fight back at the Stormtroopers because he sees that they had, uh... Bold little two-year-old. Yeah, yeah. he's a two-year-old. Two <laughs> we need to reiterate that he's and two. And then he gets chased by the... He gets chased by the stormtroopers and runs outside. And guess who just happens to be arriving? Oh shit! Big Daddy, it's Daddy. Chewbacca himself. <laughs> I love that this little two-year-old Wookiee is like down with the oppressors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although he probably runs into Chewbacca and is like, "Who's the strange man in the house?" <laughs> yeah. Right. When's the last yeah. time Chewie was home? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I, I got that kind of wrong. Really, what happened was, uh, you know, one of the stormtroopers saw what Chewie was, or what Lumpy was working on and broke it. But anyway, he runs out there. Chewbacca's yeah. out there. Chewbacca mm-hmm. has his bowcaster. Doesn't shoot he anybody. Does. Um, no. He doesn't need to. He's a brute. The reluctance to shoot and people in this is... is It's very high. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the CGI on blaster bolts is expensive. Yeah. yeah. I figured that that probably had to be the reason why like, <laughs> everyone's at point blank range and doesn't do anything yeah. with their guns. And uh, <laughs> the stormtrooper now has Chewbacca and points his gun at him. But sneaking up right behind the stormtrooper now is Han Solo himself. And he oh, reaches crawling. around, he grabs the blaster rifle, he throws it on the ground, 
they both go like they're gonna go reach for the blaster rifle, and Han just jukes this stormtrooper out he of his breaks shoes. this guy's motherfucking knees. <laughs> yeah, this stormtrooper gets juked harder than anyone's ever been juked. <laughs> the stormtrooper completely overshoots the rifle, <laughs> runs into the banister, which completely just, collapses. Just the, whole thing. the whole thing collapses, and he just falls to his death. Which a trillion really, miles. really reframes the earlier shot um, where Lumpy, which I don't think we even talked about. There was a part Lumpy earlier. Was like yeah, he's like balancing on, on the it. fence. Balancing yeah. was like style. balancing on the fence for no reason. It had nothing to do with anything. This fence that drops. It apparently Who can knows how far almost no junkie. These trees are so big. He's an adrenaline junkie like his dad. Yeah, yeah. and it can hold almost no weight. It, it's like just about yeah. to break constantly. Lumpy's very light. Don't question it. Yeah. Um... So yeah, so he gets there. Han basically tricks the stormtrooper into killing himself, <laughs> and uh, Han like, and then Han goes into the Han goes into Wookie's or Chewbacca's house before Chewie does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Chewie's. Yeah, and uh, and then it's like there's a whole reunion thing. But as far as I could tell, oh, that's right. <laughs> Everybody left. That's right. Everyone left earlier. And left that one stormtrooper in charge. Yes, the officers are like because because like, yeah. Lumpy's Lumpy is able to use his communicator to trick them into leaving, and then they're like, "All right, we'll leave it right works. away." But we're leaving one guy behind. Even though he watched that really shitty video, it worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they they were not ordered to leave one guy behind, and we don't really know how that guy's going to get back home. No. Yeah. Well, we know how. We know he's gonna. We know plummet. he's gonna plummet yeah. to his death. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's why there's only one stormtrooper there for them to 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 Deal oust. With. Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, yeah. So the the stormtrooper dies. Uh, Trader Sandan is uh, there, and he covers for them. He's like, yeah, there were three troopers here. And uh, one stormtrooper stayed behind, but um, as soon as the others left, he packed a bunch of food from here and he went off on his own. <laughs> you robbed me, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> and he left. Yeah, which is just the best. This guy who was just waiting for this opportunity to desert. Yep. <laughs> the empire. He's like, ah, um, I'll steal the monkey's food and leave. Which the the officer does. The officer does exactly no investigation into the story. Nope. Uh, nope. He's like, uh, Trader Sondan oh. is apparently a very reputable member of the Empire. Yeah. <laughs> every- or there's just been like a rash of desertions after the Death Star blew up. That seems like, like people are like, oh, yeah. we had like this giant space station and we lost against these rebels. Hell no, I'm not going to stick around. Yeah. Also, Wookiee food is just really good. Yeah. Like, yeah. have you ever had Bantha Surprise? Yes. <laughs> 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 you robbed me of my Wookiee Ookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the officer's like so the officer's like yeah i get it the food's super good yeah <laughs> i'd probably i'd probably peace out too yeah um so then uh we get to the life day ceremony wait yeah. well oh did well, I, hmm? I miss something we, we han han also is like i'm gonna excuse myself because this is your day right right, right. you all mean so much to me bye <laughs> and then and dips out uh 
which really just leaving Chewie without a ride. He was he was preparing the surprise. Really, was I guess so? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So they all uh, get yeah. their life day orbs, which are glowing orbs. <laughs> I don't even know how to. We don't know what did, they do. <laughs> um, did this inspire the Phantom Menace ceremony? I believe they must have, right? Right? With like the yeah. robes yeah. and the orbs. Or maybe they're the both robes. they're both uh stemming from a similar tradition from older. Yeah. Like they both like oh, this yeah. is what they the Naboo. Like we don't ancestors. know it, but that parade was actually it was it was Naboo's turn to host the life day. Yeah. Oh, wow. I like it. That would be some good lore, yeah. yeah. What is what does life day look like on Naboo? You so know? um Peace! Yeah, so they, they raise their orbs <laughs> above their heads. The camera fades, and now we're at the Life Day celebration. Yeah. Which is just, they're all wearing robes now for some I reason. I like Wookiees in robes. They're all wearing. They're walking into the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> While the galaxy swirls around them. Some of it is like static stars, and then some of it is like stars swirling around. It looks very shoddy. Um, last year at work, I got a red snubby, a red red snuggie, because nice. it's kind of like this. And I just we had like a Zoom Christmas sweater thing, Amazing. and I just wore the red snuggie and held an orb in front of me. Amazing! And I think only Kevin got the yeah. joke. I love I've never it. seen the. <laughs> They're so iconic uh, and just so culty. Just very culty. So good. So culty. <laughs> um, but this is. I want to join the Life Day cult. To be fair, oh, yeah, this sure. scene in the Life Day thing, there's just a ton of Wookiees. Yeah. So many Wookiees. Um, Where are we? We're on the Wookiee home planet. Yeah, but right? we've, you've like, never oh, seen. You've, I mean, I'm just saying from a, from a so 70s, <laughs> you'd only seen one Wookiee, and now you've just got like probably like 50 bookies <laughs> on screen at with one time right it's like 1978 and you're just like there's you so seen many the holiday hear, special hear, you never seen so many it's true <laughs> i got like to do with we we hear ray saying i never knew there were so many wookies in all the galaxy <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys have time i want you to go listen to this scene and just listen to the ambient wookie noises <laughs> they're, they're just clearly just over over. they're clearly just children going yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they're just copy pasted over each other yeah. so you're here yeah 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 so bad bad <laughs> r2 and 3po here there's a giant tree in the middle that they're all kind of gathered around r2 and 3po are here for god knows why god knows why they kind of look like they just found themselves here like 3po's like what the mm-hmm. hell <laughs> He just woke up here. Um, and he's basically just like, oh, I'm glad you're here, like, to celebrate it. This is great. Um, and then um, our big three come out. So it's Luke mm-hmm. and Han and Leia. And Leia has to say, like, thank you all for celebrating Life Day. I will now sing Sweet. my ceremonial song. She's, I should <laughs> be very clear that, uh- that she is very clearly still high out of her mind. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and she sings this song to the tune of the Star Wars theme song. Oh, yes. Um, oh my gosh. Roughly. It's great. But it's, yeah, it's it's yeah, it samples the Star Wars theme song. 
and it's a new melody yeah. on top of it. No, it's a very similar uh, melody too. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's like it's it's like a call and response yeah. sort of thing almost, and uh, it's you know it's pleasant. It's a pleasant performance. She's got her. She got good singing chops. Yeah, it's uh yeah. My favorite part is they show everyone's face when everyone is clearly very bored. Bored. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, and that uh, with that song, it really goes to the end. It's like that's the end of the the big climax. Is Carrie Fisher mm-hmm. singing her Life Day song? Yeah, which apparently was the only reason she did the special. Really? Yeah, like, well, not the only reason. Obviously, they probably paid her, but, <laughs> but like, the big three thought that it was a very stupid script and everything. Once, like, the final script, at least. And then Carrie Fisher was like, give me the big closing number and I'll do it. Because <laughs> I guess she wanted to, I don't know, she probably had some mommy issues with Debbie Reynolds. That's true. And wanted to, That's like, true. Yeah. Mama won't love me unless I sing a big song on the television. Uh, she probably, uh, <laughs> yeah, she, um, <laughs> they forgot to put in the contract, though, she has to be sober. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loophole. Yeah. Whoops. Oh, Whoops. God. Oh, yeah. She seems she seems to have sobered up a tiny bit, at least enough to remember the lines. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they must. I it's so easy to believe they shot all of the stuff with each of them in like a day. Oh, yeah. yeah. At she one point, you can see high as balls. Yeah. At one and, point, you can see Harrison Ford uh, like looking over. To see, to read his lines yeah, off the so card. Funny. He's so like, uh, uh, he like steals a glance away and then he's like, you mean a lot to me, Chewie. You and your whole family. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay. You, uh, mean a lot to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. It's so great. So, yeah. God. So, um, it's basically a better version of the, uh, medal ceremony at the end of A New Hope. Because mm-hmm. now at <laughs> yeah. least Chewbacca is honored. Yeah. Um, I I really like uh to to believe that um there is no backing music when Leia starts oh, to yeah. sing this, and she was not scheduled to do. Yeah, it. and <laughs> she's sing- just singing a cappella, and everyone's like, "Okay, kind of weird." <laughs> and singing must be like completely different for for Wookiees, Wookie's right? Uh huh. Like Wookiee songs must be like super weird. Yeah. Oh my god, give me Wookiee Or maybe it's a singing a Wookie, in the rain situation, again, Debbie Reynolds, where we where Mala is actually behind the curtain singing for Leia oh! and Leia's lip syncing to it. Because she is the beautiful I love voice. That. <laughs> yeah, she's got this beautiful singing voice. I love that. <laughs> like they're all kinda like, oh, man, she could like they're all like, we don't want to say anything, but she kinda sucks. She's kinda bad. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a Moira Rose situation. Um, Luke is back in his farm outfit, which I think is very funny. Yeah. Like, he's like, what? I I got a style. (laughs) This is what I wear. This is what I brought with me, okay? What am I, a billionaire? I either wear my my farming clothes. I wear my piloting fatigues or I wear my farm clothes. (laughs) 
Yeah, he well, he left with just the clothes on his back. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, well, and they he apparently have gave the income to buy fatigues. new clothing. I mean, people they wear military outfits to military all kinds outfits. of occasions. <laughs> he goes with his fucking his civvies. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is a very special holiday, and everyone's gonna be dressed in a particular garment. Guess I'll wear my I'm work wear clothes, the clothes from I'm the farm. Work clothes. <laughs> Luke. Gotta say, this is just tacky. Yeah. It's tacky. It's, I'm sorry. I mean, Han's tacky, but I mean, Han's Han. So he, but he's, he's roguish. Yeah. Yeah. He's At least he's got a vest. I mean, yeah, he's, got, he's got two thirds of a suit. His everyday vest. <laughs> yeah. Like, you oh, think man. Chewbacca would have been like, so Han, you know, everyone kind of wears robes. You should wear your Sunday Everyone clothes. wears robes to these. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm not going to do that, Chewie. <laughs> all, we got, all we got in the Falcon is capes for some reason. So. <laughs> you want me to wear a cape over my head? Ridiculous. I have, I have a bunch of capes. That's <laughs> all that's in there. I don't. I never got rid of them. Oh my god, we need we need more of those capes. We do. Yeah. I want. I want, like, a series of shorts with different people flying the Falcon, but all of them have a different one of Lando's case. Yeah. <laughs> Ray is definitely going to, like, stumble upon it at some point. Oh, yeah. right? Yo, yeah. I want is Ray in like, one of those cakes. <laughs> yeah. Please. She's like, what could it mean? Like, it's got to be some kind of mystery. Like, Why are no, these here? Lando's. <laughs> so, yeah, that's um, the... Uh, Jedi aesthetic. That's the holiday special, guys. Well, they uh, eat. They also eat dinner. They say grace. Do they? Yeah. Dorothy's... Did I completely miss them saying grace? We did Yeah, they, talk they're about all it. sitting around a table with like some Wookiee porridge. Oh, that's after in front of like them. the the like they they did like a that's right they did like a flashback of everything that happened in Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Chewie Chewie flashes back. He like reminisces on everything in Star Wars that he was a part of, and also of Obi Wan yep. dying. <laughs> <laughs> He remembers. <laughs> Which I <laughs> he guess... He remembers. Uh, did he see him? So, like, the fight between Obi-Wan and Vader, like, because Luke is able to see it happen. He's, he's busy. I mean, he must see it from the cockpit. He must. Yeah, because yeah, he would be... He's already on the Falcon. He's on the Falcon getting it warmed up, but he... The Falcon, it's facing the right way, and that's the side yeah. of the, like, that's, it lines yeah, up. Yeah, the hangar, yeah. He's, we yeah, can it excuse was it, it, I guess. But, but imagine he's sitting there like for life day and he's like, man, remember when I watched that old ass man get killed like yeah. <laughs> like a week ago? <laughs> Make it kind of kind of puts a damper on life day. When Wait, I, think I was, was going to explain no it one... away, but they never met. He met Yoda. Not... No, he meets he meets Obi-Wan. Like, yeah, but like, I in mean, fact, like, he's the first one that meets Obi-Wan like, besides Luke. They don't oh, have a in history. The oh, yeah. They don't have in a the history prequels. in the way that oh, he no. and Yoda does. Nah. Right. But he knows the value like, of Jedi Knights. Like, he's been around Jedi Knights. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Chewie, Chewie, if Chewie had seen Luke and Yoda together, he would have been like, he would have put it two and two together. Like, oh, hey, I know that guy. But seeing Obi-Wan, he's like, I don't know. No, I've, I've met Jedi, Jedi before, but he's just a Jedi as far as I'm concerned. It is weird that, like, you'd think that going back in Return of the Jedi, like, 
Chewbacca would have said something like, oh, you're going to go see Yoda again? Tell him I miss him. It's been a long yeah. time. <laughs> Aww. Um, so Bye, Chewbacca. Miss you, I will. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. Oh, no. I, I would love... I would love... Luke being like, yeah, I've been training with the Jedi Master Yoda, and, and Chewbacca's like, oh, I know Yoda. Yeah, so that was saying, that's what I meant, is like, oh, you're going to go see Yoda again, cool, let me know. Uh, but I would love, I would love just, like, the discovery, like that. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, you know him? I know him! Like, He's like, oh, I keep going to see this Jedi Master, and then, and Chewie's like, yeah, whatever, and then he names him once, you know? Yeah, like, yeah it comes up. <laughs> What if Yoda shows up as a force ghost to Chewie every once in a while? Yo! (laughs) Chewie's just surrounded by force Two (laughs) questions. Can non-force users see force ghosts? I don't know. Could Chewie have the force? (laughs) (laughs) If non-force users can see force ghosts, then a lot of Ewoks probably just started their own new religion when they have that party and just see these three guys (laughs) in the sky. And they're like, what the hell? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that... um, I just, I want, I do want (laughs) Chewie and Yoda force ghosts. Yeah. (laughs) I think that that would be really cute. Me too. They're just buddies. They're just buddies. So real quick, we were talking about this while we were watching it, and I want to get to it Mm because I don't want to leave it out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're going to make... Basically the exact same type of holiday special right now. Okay. Okay. We're gonna we talked about John Favreau wanting to do... Right, but no, I'm talking about, like, we're going to make the same... I want it to be a similar quality. Okay. okay. Up, updated for today's standards. And I would say, who do you cast? I had my thoughts that I think we went over. Yeah, we went over Does and I'm it trying to remember... Place... So, Are we doing like sequel trilogy? We're gonna get yeah. So we'd still get Bray and Finn and uh, yeah. Oscar and Isaac Pell. and yeah. Um, yeah. So I so BBA okay. Let's go. Stuff. Let's go part by part. So um um instead of Art Carney as mm-hmm. um uh, Sandam, we are going to get. Who we do you guys about, think? We're talking about. Someone from TV, right? It's got to be a TV actor. Is this story still about Chewbacca not getting home in time for a life day, but this time it's like Ray Pike. Yeah, essentially everything else is the same. Okay, great. Because I see, I can see, um, like, Bill Murray in that kind of role. He's a little too A-list, though. He is a little A-list, yeah. Um, Um, Oh, who's that one? Um... Oh, God, what's his name? We came up with a good one when we were talking, though, I feel like. I was really happy with everyone we came up Um, with. Was this the Alan Tudyk? Alan Tudyk. I feel like would be good for him. That's right. We said Alan Tudyk. Because it would be good because he's very Disney involved now, too. Yeah. He's already a Star Wars character. He is already a Star Wars character. That's fine. Um, Yeah. I was um, trying to think of of someone. What's who's that guy? He, God, he's in like everything. <laughs> that's not helpful. I mean, that <laughs> is a lot of guys that's like also that. Alan Tudyk. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is also Alan Tudyk. Uh, but yeah, okay, yeah. I could definitely see him in that role. But I also kind of like the like, fast talking bit of really well. I feel like and like yeah. 
Right. Um, I just also kind of see him as the uh, as the Harvey Corman character. But I see so, Bill Hader as the Harvey Corman character. Yeah, that's true. Doing yes. like voices and doing different yeah, that like makes sense. And someone who's got variety show type, you know, with SNL. That mm-hmm. energy. Uh, I feel yeah, like you could I could, really I well. could see that for sure. Another person I was thinking of for uh, uh, Sondam is um, Even Root. That's who I was trying to think of. Ooh, oh yeah, he'd be the, good. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see him in that role. It's like the fast talking, yeah, and older, yeah. <clears throat> um, and then for uh, B. Arthur's character, I'm still all in on Kate McKinnon. Yes, a hundred percent Kate McKinnon. Yeah, for B. Arthur's character. I don't want to go backwards, but I looked up Stephen Root, and like the fourth picture that shows up is actually a picture of Mark Marin, and it yeah, me. it's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Marin. Oh man, I I wonder if he would even sign up for something like no, this. He kinda, so no, kind of. He no, he definitely yeah. would not. <laughs> I'm kind of more into Stephen Root as the Don Dan character now. Damn. Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. It's a good pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kate McKinnon, and that's everybody. It's the entire rest of the cast. <laughs> that's the oh, whole cast. Uh, musical guests, Je- uh, instead of Jefferson Starship, I think we go Imagine Dragons. I just think they're like <laughs> yeah. the perfect, like, been around. They kind of were popular a little while ago. They... I, 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 I can also say Muse. Yeah, Muse. Because uh, they've got their, like, basically space rock you know yeah yeah that's um, that's that's not bad um there are there there are a few i just think like imagine dragons when when someone in the disney corporate office is like who do the kids like yeah, yeah. Imagine <laughs> dragons. that's who they're going for <laughs> yes that's very true <laughs> um what else funny who else is in this um imagine Crate i don't i have no experience with uh circus troops so i can't give a recommendation uh, I think you go something that's not circus. Like what? What is the equivalent to that nowadays? Because you don't really think of that as like as like groundbreaking entertainment. Like maybe Blue Man Group or something. It's definitely. Th- I mean, that's still kind of Blue Man Group. Yeah, I love Blue or Man like Group. Stomp. <laughs> <laughs> the people from Stomp. Um, Amazing. Who else? Like. Uh, mm, I don't know. What do you guys think, uh, listeners? Jabberwockies. You can give us. Yeah, you can us give know. us. Uh, who would you yeah. cast in the holiday special? Uh, if you were making it now, but you wanted it to stay the same quality, that's the key. <laughs> yeah, that's the key to the fun. Like you want, you don't want it to like. And I'm not saying any of these people are not talented. I don't think. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, think anything think... things we've said about the people in the holiday special are not. None of them are not talented people. It's just You're right. Why did this all get it's put just together a bad like production. this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the thing. I mean, is, we talked about this. This has come up a lot. But, like, I I have a new, like, bar mm. for, like, what qualifies as, like, good and bad Star Wars. And, like, everything in that window is something that I can find entertaining. I think this is mm-hmm. awful. Yeah. But I had <laughs> so much fun watching this with you guys. Yeah. And I... 
it I didn't expect to come out of the holiday special going, you know what? I think I'm going to watch that again. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely not. And I, I think I, I will be like every year. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and like there there's kind of a beauty in that. Right. Like the mm-hmm. thing that I love about Star Wars is that like it's not always good and it doesn't yes. have to be good no. Sometimes it's just bad. for me to derive entertainment from it. Yeah. You know, and exactly. like. I just, there's, it's so freeing to just be like, oh, I can just, I can just like Star Wars. I just decide I'm going to like this. Yeah. Yeah. And like allow myself to enjoy something that I otherwise would be super critical of. Yeah. There's no reason to be because it's 70s television. (laughs) Like, it's fine. Yeah. I think that it's a, it's funny because, you know, I'm willing to give a lot of leeway to Star Wars, even if it's not necessarily like well-crafted when it's. When it's got a lot of heart. And I don't even think this has a lot of heart, necessarily. No. I feel like this is very lackluster in so many ways. From its, like, production design to to the, uh, you know, the writing and, and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And yet, and yet. It's made by people who watched Star Wars a year ago and were like, hey, I had fun with that. Yeah. We didn't know. We didn't have algorithms to be like, what do people like about Star Wars? Yeah. Oh, I like it when they do this. You know, no, it wasn't like that. It was, it was, let's try to expand this property that people clearly took to and let's take a big, huge swing on it. And yeah. they completely whiffed, but it's great. <laughs> An attempt was made. An attempt right? was made. Like now it's been decades and we've really like nailed down what Star Wars is. And yeah. we haven't even and, um, really. No, because it's always going to be more expansive yeah. and more right. complicated and mm-hmm. more nuanced than what your TV executive is going to figure right. out. Right, exactly. And and this is this was like they didn't have anything to draw from. They had a two hour long movie, you know, nothing like, like this before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and the fact that they were just grasping for like you know for vapors <laughs> to yeah. try to find something worth making is like, it's an, it's an interesting creative endeavor. Um, and it reminds me that like, there isn't this grand machination at the heart of star Wars, where it's just this thing that automatically works for the most people. No, this was like widely reviled when it came yeah. out. Like it wasn't, it didn't have the benefit of like, like Phantom Menace. I think so many people at the time were like, Oh, it's just nice to have a new star Wars, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And then over time they soured on it. But for this, they, they didn't have that opportunity. It was just like, no, this is shit. Like this is not <laughs> fun to watch at all. And I love that so much much about it yeah yeah me too <laughs> yeah i mean i watch this at least once every year tim thank you for bringing this yeah, to my life i yes. thoroughly enjoy it every um, now and then someone I've known will be of like, the holiday special for like a decade and yeah. never bothered every now and yeah. then someone will be bothered. like oh i've never seen the holiday special i'm like oh we gotta watch it and then I'll, sh- yeah. I'll start showing them parts, and then the next thing I know, I'm like watching. I'm like, I've watched 45 yeah. minutes of this right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well watch the rest. Um, I, I think the people who say they hate it, um, they're just trained to say that in a lot of cases. I feel like there's a lot yeah. of that in Star Wars. I agree yeah, with exactly. you. The fandom is really, really complicated. Yeah. Yeah. It's. No one it's hates the thing Star that Wars. You're fan- to no one hates Star Wars as much as Star Wars fans do. 
Exactly. Which is why I think that critics of this were the first true Star Wars fans. Yeah, it's true. Because they were the first ones to say this Star Wars sucks. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the only real Star Wars fans were the ones that yeah. hated on the Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? The uh, Yeah, I definitely watch this all the time just because I love just the silly stuff in Star Wars. It's great mm-hmm. to me. Um, and there's just there's parts that I'm like, no, I actually genuinely like that part. That part's fun. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and then yeah. I think it's cool because it's very clear, like the fact that Itchy and Mala and Lumpy are all canon means that there are yeah. people in Lucasfilm that thought it was fun. Like they're like, yeah, that's a yeah. fun idea. Yeah. Like yeah, the thing that I love about like the way canon works now, like. I don't necessarily need Disney to like ascribe to the tablet what is canon and what isn't, but also mm-hmm. the people that are working on Star Wars today are people that grew up with Star Wars and are fans of Star Wars and are willing to draw from even the worst thing, yeah. even mm-hmm. from the holiday special, and be yeah. like, "No, let's exactly. talk about itch." Right? I think I think repurposing what has come before and figuring out what worked about it and refining it is something. Yeah, go that in you... and polish that thing that like could yeah. have been. Exactly. You don't get that with a lot of franchises where you get to go back and be like, okay, like this, this, there was a kernel of a good idea here. Yeah. Maybe the thing it was in didn't work. Like, usually you just have to kind of roll with it. You know, is cool. So I think Star Wars can go on forever doing this. Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, we'll get, uh, we'll get a Lego Star Wars, like, holiday special in 20 years that's, going to have like everything since yeah you know from now till then and it's I'm sorry really cool. in 45 years oh yeah, yeah. right you're right <laughs> in 45 years uh five dimensional lego yeah. uh, star wars holiday special <laughs> <laughs> um and oh, we'll man. be watching it and we'll be watching it on our hair salon tvs <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll It'll be be just as stimulating. <laughs> just I will be just as stimulated. Well, uh, Kevin, thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. What, uh, where can we find you? What are you working um, on? Yeah, uh, right now uh, you can find me on. I guess you can find me on Twitter. That's where I mostly post. Um, I'm at on underscore insanity. Um, I'm also currently, uh, working on a podcast, uh, called Stormrunner. You can follow us on at Stormrunner9. Um, it is a sci-fi podcast. It takes a lot of, uh, cues from Star Wars, as all sci-fi does nowadays. Um, we have our pilot episode up on Spotify and, you know, Apple and all those, all those, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, and we plan on rolling out the full season, uh, sometime next year. Uh, we're still in the production phase, but the pilot's available. So that's you want to give a listen to that Stormrunner podcast. Yeah. It's called Stormrunner, a sci-fi odyssey and okay. it's a podcast. Cool. I have yep. listened to the first, so, yeah. uh, for the pilot. It's very good. It's very fun. Thanks. Yeah. I'm the, I'm writing it, directing it. I have a great team of actors, um, great an amazing assistant director just 
great sound designers. It's it's That's it's awesome. great all the way around. So yeah, I'm really I'm really excited about it. So yeah, it sounds, you guys want to check it that? Sounds out? much more professional than our podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it's Writers, a different medium entirely. It is an yeah. audio drama. <laughs> That's awesome. That's how they like to uh, to set themselves apart pretentiously. But <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much, guys. I had so much fun with this. Um, yes, yeah, this is a delight. Love talking about Star Wars for three hours straight. There there's nothing I'd rather talk about. So yeah. this will be the longest <laughs> episode we ever do. Yeah, yeah we won't do. Tim will and we'll probably talk again. about it more offline anyway. That'd be great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to find us online, uh, if you made it this far, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> it's, a, it's been a and journey. What's wrong with you? Yeah, do you need help? A little bit uh, of both. Uh, if you if I'll you need help, down, just tweet us at uh, NR Archives Pod. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> uh, just yeah. Please. If there's something, if yeah, the type of person that sits through all of us talking. <laughs> Uh, tweet us at NR Archives Pod. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at the New Republic Archives. No, at New Republic Archives, not know the. Um, know the. Join us on Discord. Discord. You can go to Dueling Genre. <laughs> Discord. It's. I've been talking for three hours now. Uh, Tim, yeah. I'm sorry to like keep <laughs> stepping on you every time you um, stumble. And uh, yeah, so find us on. Uh, join us on Discord at DuelingGenre.com. Um, join the Patreon, support us and all the other shows in the Dueling Genre Network, uh, and get access to a bunch of other shows, uh, featuring us and the other hosts. They're all great people. Um, but yeah, um, thank you for sitting with us in our Star Wars Holiday Special special. Um, happy Life Day, everyone. And remember, happy Life Day. Day. if it's not in the archives, <laughs> doesn't exist. We got through. Did it.